This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to count down our top 10 2017 games. I got three consoles this year, so I've got a lot to pick from. I bought $64 worth of cereal. Nintendo Main episode 102. This is our very first episode of 2018. Woo! We made it. We made it another year, guys. We're your hosts. I'm Trey. My top 10 is better than your top 10, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. I'm, in fact, not stuck in Zelda. Mikowski. I'm John, part of this complete breakfast knitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John <laughs> is for sure. Forget to say that. And I'm part. John. I have a list. Wedgeworth. Yeah. We all got lists. We got lists to stick into your I, ear holes on this episode. I know, but I checked mine twice. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure, I hope they're all naughty, all those games on there. They're all M-rated. Pretty much. <laughs> and we have an awesome guest this time. We have uh, John Wedgeworth from uh, Nerd Noise Radio. How's it going? How are you, gentlemen? We're How's good. Going? Hanging in there. How was, uh, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was, um, it was good. It was good. It was almost kind of Hallmark. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> you mean like a Hallmark movie? Yeah. Or, or no, like... it, tur- it, it turned out really well. It turned okay. out really well. Because they are like frameable. Was there like snow falling outside the window and everyone was wearing sweaters and drinking eggnog? Well, I was wearing fuzzy bunny slippers. Yes. Well, there you go. I'm sure that was nice and comfy. Doug, go ahead and uh, yes. do you want to do you want to talk about what you uh, what you do? John, DM John. We have what I do. Just a just to point out to the listeners, we have two Johns on this episode, as you didn't notice. So since um John of Nerd Noise Radio is from Des Moines, we're going to call him DM John, and since John Knitter is from LA, we're going to call him LA John. So everything after this, when I say DM John or LA John, you know who it's for. I call myself LA John all the time, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I call myself Shy Trey is what I is what I'm trying to get people to say for me. So from Shytown. But anyway, could continue, DM John. <laughs> okay, so I do a program called Nerd Noise Radio, and I currently have kind of a playlist music block style program called uh, Noise from the Hearts of Nerds, and it's just kind of this uninterrupted block of gently twisting delicious VGM. And I have 20 episodes a year, episode 21. First episode of my sophomore season will be coming out this Saturday, and it's going to be The Secret of Mana soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I love that soundtrack. So It's good. a good one. It's a good yeah. one to kick the year off with. Yeah, it's very good. I like I like the soundtrack a lot. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, I have future programs planned. I don't really want to say too much about them, but um, sure. if you like programs, video game music programs where there's a lot of talking and then a lot of tracks, that's coming. Um, if you want something that's just something to listen to while you're working or while you're driving and just want the music, that's out there now. Yeah, I listened to the the Face Off Friday, the one that you did with the um with your picks on there. I listened to that one; that one was good. And I listened to half of the two for two for Tuesday as well. Okay, so it, it's good stuff to drive to. Like I drive like I drive around do delivery sometimes, so I I jam out to that. It's very it's, it's very much a mixtapey, you know. Well, I mean, like you know, well, the inspiration behind it is NPR's Hearts of Space, which is kind of hard to believe because it's you know a video game program versus the smooth, relaxing whale song of Hearts of Space kind of thing, you know. But <laughs> yeah. my family's been a fan of that show since the early '90s, and it's 
kind of my love letter. You know, I kind of come as close to it as I can without like straight ripping it off. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, some there's some video game music can be like that though. Can be like super especially I feel like a lot of the nindies have gotten like you know, sort of like new agey, uh, not like necessarily whale sounds, unless there's a level that has whales in it, then you might hear it like that. But it can be right. pretty relaxing, right. you know. I think I find it relaxing. Yeah, yeah, sure. and I think there's a lot of no, there's a lot more like ambient music if that's what you're saying, because even like yeah. the new Zelda game is chock full of ambient tunes. Yeah, yeah, there's a really big scene for that in the game scene, and particularly in the indie scene, like you said. Um, I'm thinking things like Prune, Monument Valley, uh, Abzu, stuff like that, just as full of that kind of stuff. And there's been some ambient video game music that actually has made it onto Hearts of Space once or twice. So, yeah, there's a little bit of bleed over. But still, when you're doing a show dedicated to kind of the whole panorama of video game music, you know, there's um, it's not going to have that that same vibe as something that's just specifically for ambience and for contemplation and relaxation and stuff. It's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're? I mean, what? What? I mean, do you expect people to like? What is the plan? Like that you you put it out for people to listen and uh, relax to, or or it's just kind of like um, I don't know, like a meditation music, like kind of like what they like what they did for um, for NPRs, or just kind of like um, the video game version of that program. A different game, different episodes will have different uh, purposes as far as that goes. Some will be more relaxing some will be more energetic in fact a lot of my episodes if i can manage it it's not going to happen every time but if i can manage it they'll have periods in the music block that are energetic and periods of the music block that are relaxing you know it i want it to be kind of like like uh, this wave you know like this this sum is the total is greater than the sum of its parts you know like it becomes one big universal thing rather than a collection of tracks that i'm just throwing at the listener sure you know? Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like its own full track with different parts. Yeah, is kind of what you're putting together. I think it would be way too arrogant of me to, to compare it to something like a symphony, but I think that's the idea. You know, different. You have these different movements throughout the piece, and that's kind of I don't know that with video game music, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely cool. I mean, I I myself love video game music, so any way of any way of presenting it is I'm into. You know. And it's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's different, you know, there's shows like I've listened to like VG Empire, which I mentioned to you before, but as they like talk too much on that. So it's like trying to finding, trying to find like the um, perfect balance of it. And so, and it's better to just like, let it go, you know, just do like one whole thing. Well, I I guess I'll make a plug real fast. There's a Facebook group called the uh, VGM podcast fans. And it's contrary to the name. It's not just for the fans. It's also for the hosts of these various podcasts. There's just a list of like 20, 30 some podcasts. Mm -hmm. And they're fantastic. So, you know, if you can plug that into the show notes at the end, VGM podcast fans, and hopefully people will check that out. Sure. I mean, I myself will definitely check that one out. Let me, uh, yeah. It just, um, just, uh, send me, can you just message it to me that just so yep. I don't, don't forget exactly what the wording so I can put it, put it in right and all that. I'll add it before we put it up on Friday for sure. Is there anything else you want to say about the show or do you want to jump into, um, some of our, well, I wanted to do Christmas gifts first. We'll do a little bit kind of like what you bought this week about if we got any video game related stuff. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll, I guess I can go first. Um, no, I was, it, so I, did you, did you want to say more, anything more about your show? Is what I was asking. I didn't want to cut you off. Hey, no worries. Um, if you're going to look for it, you might find a channel one feed. You might find an all channels feed. I strongly recommend the all channels feed because it's the highest quality audio. Any present or future channels that I start producing under Nerd Noise Radio will all be there. Uh, stuff never expires. So you can go all the way back to episode one if you want. Where, if, like, I, th- I think on the channel one feed, you and I discovered the hard way that we can only go back to like 16. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was actually really dumb. I should have waited until channel two was out before I released the dedicated channel one feed, but 
you know, I was an idiot and there's as many people subscribed to channel one as all channels. So you can't, you just have to keep that supported even if it's redundant. So yeah, it's hard to have, you know. I'm sure it's, it's hard to have multiple channels, especially if you're paying for them and all that. So it's kind of hard to balance. Well, I'm paying for the all channels feed. The other, the other ones are free, which is why they have so many restrictions on them. Yeah. 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 No, I understand. That's a, I understand that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Christmas, you know, we had our Christmas bonus last year, last episode and, uh, we probably got some shit for Christmas. I didn't get a whole lot of stuff, but I did get kind of my home. I'll go first. I kind of got my Holy Grail of GameCube games from my girlfriend for Christmas. So that was pretty awesome. I got a cool skies of Arcadia, the GameCube version of it, which is a game that I, Very nice. that I had and loved and was hoping to get again. And it's not a, you know, it's a little, kind of a pricey game. So, so, uh, I got that. So that's, that's pretty awesome. cool. What I happened to that game? Cause I remember, uh, seen you play that in college, and it just disappeared somehow, huh? <laughs> you got to put Jeremy on the spot here. Yet again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know what happened to the actual game. No, I I, I lent it to Jeremy, and it, and it's and it, it, it fell it fell in a crack somewhere and disappeared. <laughs> that's what happened to it. But I, I gave him only only the disc and not the case, so that's probably why it got lost more than anything else. But yeah, it kind of disappeared over the years. And it being a Japanese RPG, a good Japanese RPG, you know, those are normally not cheap to get so i've kind of just like been looking for it for a while and you know most of the time it's like 60 at least like in box so it's like it's it's not like a, oh this one's 20 dollars. i'll get it so it's, it's kind of like i just had it on the horizon but i finally have it i haven't um i haven't played any of it yet I, i'll probably do a stream of it like this weekend or something like that but i'm excited to have it again i had i played it over a summer in college and when it came out, when there wasn't a whole lot of games for GameCube, but this one's like a super long one, so it was totally fun. As Xenoblade Chronicles kind of reminded me a little bit of it with like the ships and the clouds and all that. That was my uh, that was my Christmas stuff. It's not not a whole lot. I got like a I got a gift card from my sister, so I used that on the. Um, well, I tried to I tried to use it. That's not all I got. I also got a. I was going to mention that one. What is this, Jeremy? What is this called? Bit Jeremy Boy. got me a, a Christmas gift. It's a tiny. Uh, Game Boy. What's it called? BitBoy? BitBoy. What is that? It's a... BitBoy. It has a bunch of uh, NES games on it and plays a pretty awesome, awesome. Uh, menu song when you turn it on. You can hear it on the mic. That's a menu song. And it has a... Dale. Very Mega Man-like. I think it's from Mighty Final Fight, which is on the thing. There's like 300 games on it, and they're all uh, Famicom games. They're not actual NES games. Yeah, it's like 301. Awesome. Yeah, there's a, there's 300 games on it. I think some of them are hacks because uh, I found Mortal Kombat 4 on there, but it, <laughs> but it doesn't have any of the characters from Mortal Kombat 4 in there. There are the characters from Mortal Kombat 3, and it doesn't look like either of those games. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> there's some weird there's some weird stuff on there. So, but it's cool. It's definitely you know it's got a it's got a charger and all that, and it's got four four face buttons. I haven't really got to. I just kind of played around a little bit with it, but there's a lot of games on it, and they're not and they're not in alphabetical order. So it was uh, I was just kind of going from one to another. But I don't think it can't save, right? No. So and I don't think I don't think Zelda and stuffs on there. But I already have those for other nope. stuff. But it's a cool yeah, it's a cool like little uh, portable another crazy uh, portable system like the Ardu Boy and stuff like that. Yep. It's small enough you could almost like fit it in your wallet. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, well, it's like the size of a wallet, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit bigger than the wallet. That's what the, those are my two big, uh, two big video game things. And I, you know, put some money on the eShop and got some games through there, which was which I was going to use my gift card for, but it ended up not working on the eShop because apparently eShop doesn't take American Express cards. Weirdly enough, which I found out. So that was strange. But what do you guys got? Who wants to go next? Well, similarly, I didn't, uh, I didn't get any actual games for Christmas, but I did get a uh, gift card. So I bought some stuff on the eShop as well. Anything of note? Uh, I got Floor Kids and uh, Oxenfree. Nice. Both on the Switch. Yeah, I know both. I know uh, uh, L.A. John and Jeremy both got Oxenfree because it was like $5. It's like been 50% off on the eShop. 
75 percent. it's more than that it, it was 20 dollars. now it's five bucks oh yeah until january 12th and i recommend everybody get that game for five dollars like you can't spend a better five dollars basically this game is one of my favorites of the year we'll go into that a little bit more mm-hmm. sure um, but i, I oh, love spoilers the school lucasarts <laughs> style adventure games um this is that all for five bucks it's a great game yeah it was uh and it's still january 12th yes mm-hmm. correct Nice. Yeah, there's still some time. I thought about getting it. It was just like I have so many games on the Switch, and I'm just uh, and I was trying to like work through my the game of the year stuff, you know, to make sure that I have that I spend enough time with the games that I put on my list and all that, and I didn't like forget one that ended up being really cool or all that. So that's mostly what I've been playing lately. But I, I, I mean, for the twelfth, have some time. Might be able to put it on there. I know that Thimbleweed Park's supposed to be good too. Like speaking of Lucas Arts esque point and click stuff. Thimbleweed Park. Huh? Thimbleweed Park. That one's still twenty, but it was on uh, Bob Mackey of Retronauts top ten of the year list that I read on Twitter. He put that on there because he compared it to like Maniac Mansion, but like more Perfect. if it was made now because it has more like modern gaming stuff in it and all that. So it's easier to play. That's better UI or whatever. It's definitely like to check out both of them. And it doesn't seem like the game's too long. Like, I think you made through it in probably, like, three hours or so, right? Yeah, it's probably about three hours, I'd say, like, to just rush through it. If you don't have a whole lot of time, you can make it through it. Is that it for you? Yeah, for that's, Christmas? yeah that's pretty much okay. it. Okay. Well, uh, so as far as games I got for Christmas, I got Doom for my sister. Yeah. And I love it. You know, you're right. It's a great game. So I can't wait to jump on uh, later and actually try some multiplayer. I'm a little bit scared. Yeah, well. But, uh, I'm sure that somebody's going to, you know, murder me. Well, there's but, something um, there's something scarier than people actually being good on there. I hate to tell you. Well, hopefully it's better than this. But last time I tried to get on, it was way it was like total like ghost ghost land. Like nobody was there. Nobody's playing it. Nobody was playing it. Yeah. So I hope it's. Oh, that's bad. I hope that was just like that time because I I played it a bunch when it came out online and I was having fun with it. But I tried to get on it last night, like with Jeremy. I was trying to show him the death match, and there's nobody on there at all. It's like total ghost town. So I hope that was a fluke. Oh, that sucks because it wasn't like super it's a great late, game, but. The, yeah, I, I I suggest playing like just the regular deathmatch mode is what I do because it reminds me of like it kind of reminds me of like the old like Quake Arena or like Quake Three like FPS deathmatch stuff from the nineties, which was basically was like my peak of FPSs, and after that I kind of fell off, you know. So so I enjoyed That's it. That's interesting. That's interesting because you're comparing it to like Quake Three. I've heard it compared to Halo Two. Do you think that resonates, or does that sound does that sound right to you? Uh, I mean. It doesn't. I mean, I don't. I didn't really play enough of Halo Two to to say the reason that it reminds me of Quake. It it has like the it has like the trampoline type stuff that like shoots you from one thing to another, and you know you can carry like multiple guns at the same time. Like there was a free there was like a freeware version of Quake Three that I used to play in college on my computer that was like just multiplayer. There was no single player. And it reminds me of that. Like, it had a lot of, like, it was super fast-paced, but it had, like, the jumps where you can go through, like, you'll, like, go through a teleporter and come out on another place. And it reminded me of that. But I haven't really, honestly, really didn't play much of Halo to know, like, what where, where they were at in there. Did they have, like, a lot of jumps and stuff like that in there? And it was super fast-paced? It it was, I mean, yeah, in my opinion, it's still kind of the pinnacle of of those kind of games. Um, there's teleporters that'll take you from place to place. There's a lot of big jumps. There's a lot of, it's not maybe, it's one step shy of like blazing fast. It's just a little slower than that, but you won't want that. I mean, blazing flat, fast is almost too much. You know, Doom 1, you know, running through s- something super fast, that's almost too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, uh, Quake, I mean, Quake 3 was, pre, was pre-Halo. was pre Like it was, Halo wasn't even... Wasn't even out yet, so they oh, probably right, right, got right. some. They probably got some. Uh, well, the one that the online version that I played was in like '99, probably. Like there wasn't even an Xbox yet, so 
It was mm-hmm. pre. It was pre that. Mm-hmm. So that's why it, re- it reminds me of that. But I never, like I said, I didn't really play much of that. But it's probably I don't know. I mean, like the leveling up and stuff like that. That obviously wasn't in, wasn't in Quake. But I'm sure there's parts of both, you know, in it in the end. But I had fun with it. There's like a mode in there where you can like turn into demons too and like kill people. That one was okay. I, I just like the straight up deathmatch. That was like the one. Just keep it simple, you know, for me. But hopefully, once you get on there, there'll be more people on there. La John. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, um, one thing to keep in mind is the prepubescent 11-year-old first discovering the fine arts of profanity is a lot scarier than the cyber demon. <laughs> True. Well, oh, they are they are kind of cyber demons in their own way, little kids on the internet. Well, some other games I got, I, I bought for myself. I bought um, Oxenfree, like we said. I bought uh, I bought a couple new tables for, for Pinball FX3. So I bought uh, the Universal Pack, which includes the Back to the Future table, the Jaws table, and the E.T. table. And then my favorite that I bought was the Portal Table. Portal Pinball is pretty cool. Is it? Um, these are real pinball games too, right? Like actual physical ones that are in digital form. I'm not sure. I, th- I think so, but there's definitely digital flourishes. Like the characters are walking around on the pinball table. Oh, okay. I then think that couldn't happen. Okay, then it's probably um, not. It's, it's they, they might have been loosely based on real pinball tables. I'm not sure. Yeah, if it's like the Zen Pinball one. That has like mm-hmm. the they aren't on the Nintendo version, but they have like the Star Wars pinball and like the Marvel pinball and stuff like that. Those aren't actual real pinball. I was I wasn't sure which one you were talking about because there's a Stern one on there too that has like actual yeah where you can buy like ACDC and like uh, Metallica and like those real pinball games. And I yeah, had, I didn't like the Stern pinball game as much, so I had it for a bit, but I deleted it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really played uh, a. I know that if you're talking if the VF if the one that you're playing is like the Zen one. Those are good. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, those ones yeah. are really good. But I played. I haven't played any of the new ones. I think the last one that I got was probably the South Park game. I think which came out, which I had for Wii U. So give you an idea of when I got that. Okay. Then uh, the other thing that I bought was uh, Mom hid my game. Oh yeah, that I game's think you guys fun. got that too. Yeah. 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 That game was great. I love that game. Yeah, it's a. I don't know. Have you heard of that one, uh, DM John? It's on my radar. Yes. It's a. It, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of like a something that would be in WarioWare, like in the background, you know. Kind of okay, has totally. WarioWare esque. It's basically a game where there's a, there's like a there's probably like fifty levels on it. It's five dollars. Uh, I beat it in an hour. Um, but it's a it's super quirky. It's basically this kid. His mom keeps hiding his portable game system, and you have to uh, find the game system. And it's like all these different crazy scenarios as to how you would find. It's like the game it would system. be a point click adventure, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I think or a it's, point click puzzle game. I think it's a cell phone game that was ported to uh, Switch, yeah. is what it feels like. Because if you play it like on the Switch with the touchscreen, it plays like that's the way that it's supposed to be. You know, I mean, of course, you can use the controllers, sure. but it feels better to if it had a pointer or something because it has a little hand that you move around that grabs stuff and like puts it from one thing to another. But it's super quirky and it has a really cool surprise ending, which I'm not going to spoil. But yeah, I like the ending. A the, lot. the ending was cool. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, kind of caught me off guard. I didn't because I was wondering because I like did a stream of it and I'm like, how long does this game go for? And then it's just like, yeah, oh. That's that's all I'll say. And I don't want to want to say anything about what the puzzles are because they're kind of like one of those things that are only great. Like, you know, once you figure it out, it's like, oh, cool. You know, but it's you don't want it any of to, any of these, any to be spoiled. There are like hints yeah. and stuff that you can get in the game if you get stuck. But I think it's best to try to figure out how to get through it yourself. None of them are really too challenging. I think there's maybe only five times where I had to stop and really, really think about it. Some of them are pretty out there. Like there Some was... are, are pretty out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A there... bit of a stretch. Yeah, but I, the main thing is that just how funny it is. Like, mm-hmm. even though some of them are kind of simple, they'll always get you and make you laugh in a certain way. So. Yeah, I love how the mom's like 
yeah. quote unquote inconspicuously or inconspicuously hidden, whatever. Yeah, I said the you, word you wrong. Can, she, can, she hides in plain sight. Yeah, you can see her right. sometimes, like through the shades or like through Standing the blinds the or lamp. whatever. Yeah, and there's an extra. I've seen the screenshot of the lamp. Yeah, yeah. There's an extra funny thing in there. Like if you ever find a wallet and take it, you get an automatic game over because they don't want you to steal. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was funny too. She shows up with a police helmet and a whistle and a baton. Yeah, she shows up as the police and arrests you. <laughs> like if you take, but you'll find this wallet like a couple times in the in the game, and it's like okay, I know I know what to, no not to take that because I get arrested. So you know, there's some good morals that they try to teach you in there as well. Right, right. But don't steal and feed elephants or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 a fun game. I mean, if you have if you have five bucks and wanna and you get a little, there's like a little mini game that you unlock at the end. The only thing is, I wish there was some sort of replayability. Like I said, it like it's the kind of game that only really works once. Like it's not really one I'd want to return to unless like I do it like way later to where I've forgotten the puzzles and all that. You know? Yeah, or it's also fun to show to other people. Like if you have your Switch, hey, look at this. You can watch them be amused by it. Yeah, actually, uh, after I played through it, I when I was at my family's house for Christmas, uh, I showed it to my niece. Just to, I would just showed her, a, you know, a little clip on YouTube of the game, and she kept wanting me to play like more stuff from the game because she was like laughing her butt off at it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's totally it's quirky and fun. I told my girlfriend to check it out, but she hasn't she hasn't played it yet. Is that all? Is yeah, that that's all, all you, I got? Okay. What? How was your Christmas, uh, DM John? Well, um, so I got the companion guide to the SNES Mini. Um, cool. But I don't I don't have an SNES mini. But that's okay. It's oh, a no. cool you know, cool timepiece. And it was the twenty fifth anniversary of getting the Super Nintendo, you know, and it was kind of that nice touchback. Like when we finally got home, it was like an hour before bedtime, so I didn't have time to do anything else. I just fired up the Super Nintendo and kind of went down memory lane. But so then, you know, I got I got Kyra Banog and Cadbury here, the fuzzy bunny slippers. Um <laughs> and then I didn't get any games but i got uh, a switch pro controller and then i got 60 dollars in gift cards to the e-shop and 100 to the xbox store nice um i went ahead and bought skyrim and i've been playing through that since um i used see i'm much more of a pc gamer than an xbox gamer so with the xbox cards i was doing as much of the play anywhere games as i could you yeah, know, so yes. I could play them on pc instead mm-hmm. right yeah but I, out of the, it was a hundred bucks. Out of the hundred bucks, I probably fifty fifty. There was a bundle on the Xbox that was just too good to pass up. I just figured I'll live with the Xbox version. For thirty two bucks, I got um, Battlefield One and Titanfall Two, and I just thought that's way too good of a deal to pass up. And then, with the odd the odd change left, I bought st- uh, stupid stuff like I Am Bread or you know Kingdom <laughs> New Lands and stuff. So, oh, sure. I, yeah. and I haven't had a chance to try any of these games except for Skyrim. So I'm really looking forward. To, we were talking about quirky games. You know, Mom uh-huh. hit my game. This I Am Bread game just seems so ridiculous in all the best ways. Have you I'm guys had a chance about to play that game? I've heard the title. I don't know anything yeah, I've, about it. I've heard the title too. What is? Do you know anything about it? Like how? It, like how it works? You control a slice of bread through various environments. Okay. Yeah. That's that totally sounds like Mom hit my game. Yeah. <laughs> like same sort yeah. of yeah. quirky craziness. As I craziness. understand, each button is a corner of the bread. So it's oh. one of those. Physics, uh, funny control games. A little bit of an octodome. You have feel. to hit this button, that button, and make the bread move. Yeah. So if you That's like, I've heard too. Do you, you have go... to toast yourself? <laughs> I hope. Um, not. I well, like I said, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I think a toaster is a major factor cool. in the game. Yes. Mm. Maybe also like as a way of jumping. Man, I'm already thinking of these mechanics in my head. Well, what I was thinking is, uh, if it's the face buttons, like you know, like in Mario Party, if like you go in the circle, does your toast like roll? Like if you go like A B Y X or or however it is in the Xbox controller, would that like make him rotate like a ball? 
<laughs> you know, if See, it, if I, it I feel like I really should have researched this before I got on the show about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I mean, you said you hadn't really had time to play it yet. So it's just right. uh, the idea of the bread and the face button. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what, what, what would this do? What if I hit these two and it'll do a backflip? I don't know. Man, I want to play it now. It's so is it a cross play game? Can you play it on the on Windows? I don't know if it's play anywhere. Uh, I know it's available on Steam, but oh, okay. I think I think it's one of those games you kind of have to buy the both times. Gotcha. Yeah, because I have a PC, which I yeah. So I you, was able to like I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm going to play Cuphead on PC and stuff like that. Can you do you can yeah. do Cuphead on Steam yeah. without without well, the Xbox? Yeah, I don't know okay. if it's on Steam or if you have to go to the Windows Store, but it is. You okay. go you go through the Windows Store. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. That's how I do it. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if it. I, my computer's probably not not strong enough to play it, but I'd like to. It looks awesome. Cuphead, I don't think re- really requires a whole lot of muscle. I think you can play a game like that on pretty much anything, probably. I don't know. I mean, it's like really artfully done, though, like with all the hand drawn and all that. Like, I don't, you know, I mean, my my computer can hardly run like Knights of the Old Republic. Like, I don't think it can. <laughs> it could do Cuphead. Do so. research and get back to us. Yeah, sure. It does look awesome, though, from from what I've seen of it. Um, it's fantastic. Actually, you know what? Even though I made my opening after it, I forgot to tell you I got the Super Mario cereal. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's I can talk tell a little the... bit about that. I yeah. got it right here. I know that nobody listening to this can see, but the box happens to be right here. So I I'll show see. you guys on the camera. Here's my one of my crates of Super Mario cereal. <laughs> How many That's boxes awesome. are in that crate, John? I no bought way, John. Two, two big boxes. So it was a total of 21 boxes of cereal. There's the... Ooh. It's not grape oh, nuts, right there, <laughs> right? It's not the grape nuts. The so what happened keep, was, yeah. so over the weekend, I was like, man, you know, cereal's been out for a month. I got to make sure I'm putting some effort into it before it goes out. And you know, I, I read that it was limited edition, so I just kind of panicked. I went full into trying to find Super Mario cereal, and uh, so I went on BrickSeek, uh, website that I'd previously tried to use for a Switch. They led me astray before. I went to like three three places off of Brickseeks look, looking for a Switch, and uh, there was nothing there. So, But finally, I checked there for the Super Mario cereal, and it said that there was a Walmart 10 miles away from me with 135 boxes. And I thought, no, that can't be a mistake. 135 units, you know, they got to actually have it. That's a lot. So yeah. I went over there, hopped on the bus. It took me about an hour and a half to get there. And I got, go into the store, go straight for the cereal aisle. I'm like laser focused on the cereal aisle walk over there and the cereal aisle is like ravaged you know this is new year's day so people have bought a lot of food and it's just empty empty shelves like oh man it's not here i walked up and down the aisle like for five minutes just to make sure it was not there i was disappointed i left i went to the electronics aisle just to see what they had and then on my way out of the store i noticed that they had put a big like stand of Super Mario cereal, basically right at the entrance of the store. And I'd walked right past it because I was so focused on going <laughs> yeah. to the cereal aisle. And they had all hundred and I counted about 150 boxes. Uh, so I just grabbed two full boxes and uh, then I ended up going back to get one more just because I did the math and figured out a couple of my friends who wanted it. You know, I need to get so much, so many, but I bought 21 boxes of cereal and it cost me $64. Wow. wow that's pretty appropriate. <laughs> nice. Mario yeah. 64. Yeah. It's right, yeah. That's... Now, did you take your cereal on the bus, or did you have to get a cab? No, I just ended up taking a lift. Yeah. I would, I would, yeah, you, like, take it on the bus. You're like, hi, guys. And hopefully nobody there is trying to yeah. get the Mario cereal. They won't, like, try to mug you for it or anything. Right. I thought about that, but, uh, yeah, for not wanting to carry two whole boxes, I ended up taking a lift. Have you tried it yet? Have you eaten the Mario I've cereal? not tried it yet. And that's where I have some news to announce to our listenership. Oh. Next week on the show, we're going to have a live breakfasting. The breakfasting. 
The breakfast day. Yeah. Right. Uh, because I've sent two boxes each to Trey and Jeremy, Woo. and they're going to arrive by next week. So we will eat the cereal and give our impressions live on the show. <laughs> I'm sure. Hopefully, we'll have the wrong episode. (laughs) (laughs) Save some cereal for you. (laughs) Take it to Des Moines. We'll get to try it. That'll be that'll be crazy. Hopefully, that's awesome, John. I really appreciate or LA John. Yeah, thank you. No problem. I uh, yeah. Hope we'll we'll get some sort of a. We we don't have video for this episode, but hopefully, we'll have video for that one for the for uh, 103 the breakfasting. I think is what we're calling it right now. Working title. (laughs) <laughs> that's also where i'm going to tell you about all the other crap i bought because i've bought a lot of crap recently not just in christmas yeah uh, i yeah i bought some bought some crap too well i mean i bought just some more games well that's what i meant yeah i don't think they're crap well maybe some of them <laughs> who knows but yeah that's what you have uh, officially acquired the official cereal of nintendo maybe they just wasn't Got it. released before even though i did see a lot of pictures of people on the nvc group with uh with boxes of cereal, so maybe that's where. Yeah, it I think went. it's still coming. I mean, don't give up hope. They're making lots of money on this cereal. Yeah, so they make more. I suppose Target doesn't have it, so I don't know. Did you at any point did you feel like what the hell am I doing with my life while you're out looking for the cereal? Because I sort of felt that way when I was out <laughs> looking for it. Totally, I kind of feel that way now looking at two boxes of cereal <laughs> in my room here. Yeah, right. Well, I'll tell you, I did not feel that way when I was walking out with like 25 bottles of Crystal Pepsi when that thing came back. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you missed yeah, it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was you know, it was, I think we're all about the same age. I was yeah. thirteen when that was you know twelve thirteen when that was all the rage, and then it went away. It's like you know you spend your adult life pining for that to come back, and it's just Pepsi without the caramel coloring in it. You know what I mean? But it's that's it. It's still it's your childhood. Yeah. You know. I'm still well, waiting I, for I that crystal gravy that came out. Uh-huh. I did kind of feel the same way. Like I remember the commercial. It was like a Van Halen song and everything. Yeah, and I really yeah. liked the Van Halen song, and I still associate it right with now. Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, I but I never actually yeah. got to try it. So you're right. I was excited when it came out, and I didn't actually find any. So the search goes yeah, on. You know to what? Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, you know what? You guys can't see this, um, but ah, it didn't make any sound. It's flat. My final bottle of Crystal Pepsi. I just cracked it open. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh wow! So you bought it per, so for personal the use. Drinking. The drinking. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the drinking, the popping. Yeah. Well, Chris, when we, one of our first episodes, we did an unboxing of an Amiibo, just audio only. So Yeah, it yeah, is true. We did that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> you should do it. You should. Well, I didn't hear that episode. You should have done it like dramatic radio voice. You Like the old timey 30s radio mm-hmm. dramas. Oh, yeah. What where what where is where he's well, like what like a race car announcer or like uh well like or like golf <laughs> that's the two things mystery, in my mind. What mysteries will be unearthed in the boxing the unboxing of the amiibo? Stay tuned. Find out next week. Oh yeah yeah. This episode sponsored by Johnson and Johnson. Yes yes yeah. Use yes. your use your Dakota ring to find out what the next amiibo is. Whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I think that what I just said about like what am I doing with my life though like. Uh, I mean, you found it though, so maybe if I found it, I wouldn't have felt that way anymore. I've been like, well, I did the right thing with my life because I have the cereal now. Just don't give up the fight. It all works. I'm search. still gonna keep looking. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we well, have a couple boxes, but you could always have more, right? <laughs> but yeah, speaking of Crystal Pepsi, I do remember the most recent thing I saw online was before it was re-released. Some guy downing like a whole two liter of it, but it was from the original release, and it was no longer Crystal. It was kind of like a yellowish, brownish Ew. color. And, oh. he, and he definitely got really oh, sick man. afterwards. Nasty. <laughs> he got super sick. Gross. But, uh, I'm glad I believe that, it. I'm glad that you're not getting sick off your new Crystal Pepsi. And on that well, note, not my favorite yet. games. Uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite game was Crystal Pepsi 64. old box of Nintendo cereal just this week. And yeah. uh, hopefully he's still alive. Oh, wait, who did? <laughs> uh, some video of a guy eating 
eating Nintendo cereal. The, I don't know the who he was, Nintendo breakfast uh, he system. Cracked it open. He said, "Yeah, you know, it's not so bad." And he stopped like mid sentence, like, "Whoa, wait, there's the taste." Oh, it's like, like a horrible it. aftertaste. Twenty five year old cereal. Oh. You can like taste the guy here. Oh, he's yeah. Oh, you're saying he's tasting the eighties Mario cereal. The breakfast, the Nintendo the, the cereal old, system, too, the original Nintendo the cereal. Nintendo Super cereal. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a. Oh, man. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a Kevin Smith show on AMC, the Comic Book Man. Have you ever watched that? Yeah, I've seen that. There's an episode where I, they get I, where they get some original Batman cereal and they eat it on camera, like the 80, 1989 really? Batman the cereal. Eighty nine movie. Yeah, Ooh. it's unopened. Like the, somebody somebody sells it to the store and they it's like completely sealed and they open it and they're like, oh yeah, it's fine. They probably puked after that, but you know, probably <laughs> Think, things can still it. happen yeah. in a sealed box over the years. Yeah, I mean, eighty nine, it's getting Ooh. close to thirty. You know, about. I mean, that when they yeah. were doing it, it was probably maybe like twenty five years old or maybe less. Anymore on twenty. I don't know. I don't know how many. I only watched like the first three seasons. I think of that, but I think it's still on TV. It's food that's old enough to run for House of Representatives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I vote for uh, this box of cereal. I think it represents me better than the current house. Yeah, I don't know. From the way things are now, people might vote for it regardless. This box is Republican. I, I promise, it's fine. It molested all sorts of people before it was cereal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, games of the year. You guys, yeah. <laughs> you guys, let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll get into our top ten favorite games sure. of the year. Cool. This is our big 2017 episode here, where we're going to talk about the year of 2017, and of course, we'll give our top 10 games. But what I decided to do, because I'm pretty sure that all four of us have the same two games for our top two games. So, I mean, I'm sure if you guys are listening to this, you know that Nintendo had a big year. They released uh, Sumar Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which are probably everybody's top two games for Nintendo focused, like even for all games, some people that's their that's their top two games. So I decided to like take that out of our list just because you're gonna hear us say the same two top two games. So it's kinda like a top twelve, I guess. We're gonna do the ten games that aren't Zelda or Mario. But overall, like which one do you guys think is number one for out of those two? We'll tell you we had to talk about those two real quick before we do the rest. Let's go round Robin. I say Zelda. I say Zelda I say too. Zelda. I say Mar- Zelda. <laughs> I mean, I figured we were all going to say Zelda. Actually, I think one of them has better music than the other. Well, yeah, like that's for, well, that's for sure. Yeah, dude, that that fucking uh, what is the, what is the Forest Dome song that's on there? Are you talking about it in Mario Odyssey? Yeah, the new, 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 I don't know. New. It sounds like like it's got like the surf rock thing. Yeah, I love it's that really song. Good. That's like my favorite yeah, song on the whole soundtrack. Song. Yeah, you wouldn't think surf rock would work in a forest stage, but it actually does. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean, the song's just like is great. Yeah. It's amazing. I always feel like all the like the robots that are dancing around that look like watering cans. 
I always, mm-hmm. in my mind, I feel like they're dancing to that song, you know, that they're just like doing their surf rock dance or whatever. Wouldn't be the first time enemies have danced in a Mario game. They do in all the new Super Mario Brothers games. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. for sure. Like, well, especially like, yeah, right. yeah, the, the DS one for sure. The first one. I remember John pointed that out oh. to me. Well, that's another like a uh, Mario, right. cool Mario thing. Like in Mario plus rabbits, they have stuff in the background that like moves with the music too. Like I remember my girlfriend, uh, Jess, she pointed that out. Like, like in the, uh, like in the haunted area, there's like a big, um, plant tentacle thing that like plays like ghost strings, like along with the music and stuff like that. So it's cool when they that's add, cool. when they add stuff like that, cool. you know, where things dance in music. I dig it. I was going to say, yeah, originally, originally I was going to say Mario over Zelda just because I don't know, I guess I, I had, uh, I guess I got a little, little burned out on Zelda, like with some of the DLC stuff, but I bought, I recently bought it again. <laughs> I bought the switch version from my brother-in-law and I started playing it from the beginning and I just forgot like how much fucking fun that game is to play, you know, like just, yeah. It, they very much it, it kind of reminds me of like back in the day when you play like one of the Grand Theft Auto games and you kind of just run around town and see like what you can do. That's kind of how the Zelda game is, you know, where you just sort of like fuck around. It's like what I used to call it, you know, and you you're like, let's go see if we can kill these like blue moblins or whatever that are way stronger than you, and let's try flying over here and see what happens there. Like it has, it's just it captured the the beauty of like exploration and just being like, let's see if this works. And just like the mechanics on it is amazing too, like how you can conduct electricity through like multiple swords and stuff like that it's just it's just insane like how many different ways how they almost made pretty much anything possible for problem solving so you can do it like so many different ways and stuff like that you can kind of where sure you can surf on a a tree yeah fly through the air but that's just kind of where i'm just like i can't really not say that zelda was game of the year for me because as far as far off as it was from the main series it's just does so much well i think you know they really figured out yeah. how to do open world games Nintendo style. I also think that both games innovated on on their respective series but I think Zelda did it more. Yeah, they went the farthest and, from you know, much, the much bigger scale yeah. too. Mm-hmm. You know, I the numbers speak for themselves. For me, I'm I'm 210 hours into Zelda and I think I'm at 50 hours on on Mario. Yeah. So, well, I even started it again from the beginning, which uh you know, when you have, and I have like, like 150 hours, I think, and you you would think that you wouldn't want to do that, but it's it's just so much fun to play. You know, that's like, I was just, I just wanted to get to where I got the cloth again, now I, you know, so I could float. And then I'm like, oh, cool, now I can float again. And I just, I figured I just like, I just want to have it portable all the time so I can just fuck around whenever I want to go try to find extra shrines or whatever. Well, I think the thing that's so magical about Breath of the Wild is this is the original vision of the original Zelda, mm. you know, re- finally on a scale where it can really be realized. You know, yeah. the first Zelda game, it was it was all based it was what was it it was based on adventures in a big backyard you uh-huh. know and yeah. then it becomes this great big world and you can kind of go just about anywhere and do just about anything at any time right uh, and now we have this huge world where we can do that and we can, there's just a million little things in there you can do you know you can you can beat the game in a couple hours if you if you want to or you can put 200 hours in the game and not beat the game yeah. you know it's just and there's something okay I agree it's not perfect i wish there were dungeons you yeah, know yeah. i mean real dungeons not yeah. the, the i love the divine beast but they're not dungeons yeah right? that was my big thing um, was the dungeons too yeah yeah and i love the shrines but they're not dungeons you know i wish uh-huh. there were dungeons i wish there were some special items like the hook shot and there were a couple parts of the world that were non-essential that you couldn't get to without the hook shot you know yeah. Yeah. it's not perfect but it's I mean, damn, it's so close, you know, mm-hmm. so close to perfect. Um, and there's this magic to it. I mean, I wish there was more music. Zelda has some of the best music in the in the world. Oh, for but sure. The the minimalism of it all. It's just this huge world with all these minimal 
elements it just feels i don't know it's magical i i i, I know i sound like i'm gushing like i'm fangirling a little bit but it's just magic it, it's so special i'd say, I'd say I, don't, a, I don't know if an air game that's caught that yeah i'd say for like a post-apocalyptic game it's like the prettiest yeah right of that i've played <laughs> yeah that's yeah yeah i mean the the end of the world is could not be prettier on uh, <laughs> breath of the wild yeah no i mean it's just like i was saying it's just I, I was a little you know i'm a big fan of zelda games and i was a little upset that it kind of strayed from like the more focus more story focused ones and like the dungeon like i missed the dungeons and all that but it's but you just can't you can't deny that the game's just a lot of fun to play is what i'm saying like hands down it's like all about exploration and all about just you do whatever you want and it's very much like the original nes games were you know where they just drop you into the world like zelda one it's just like here we're not gonna tell you anything you just go and what it's been out for 10 months now today right Today's the third. Yeah. Well, March. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's ten months yeah. to the day or whatever of it coming out, and uh, I still play it. Yeah. And that's and True. it's not like yeah. a multiplayer game. It's not like a game where I'm chasing high scores or anything like that. It's a straight up. Well, you know, it's an adventure game, and I still like. I found, I like found a new shrine. I haven't get found all the shrines. I found a new shrine recently. You know, and I, like ten months later, that's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. I just found a new stable. That I had no idea existed. You know, I've, I had almost all the shrines at that point, but then there's a new stable I just never visited. Yeah, and all these other things going on there. It's like, how do you miss a stable? Like, come on. I, yeah. It's almost to the point where I'm getting mad at the game. Like, really? Stop giving me new things. You know? That's enough. <laughs> stop. I, I said I was done with you. No more stables. Right. And then you take that, put it, you know, the portable factor of the Switch. Like, I was incredulous that I would never want to play this game portable because. You know, it's Zelda. I want it to be huge. I, yeah. want it, I want the, you know, the ambient sounds to be filling up my room while I'm playing it and blah, blah, blah. But man, it's great that it's portable. It's there's so many times where like I was just grinding for money and I, that's when I would play in portable mode because why do you need to have it on the big screen if you're just grinding? Go, go bowling. Yeah. yeah. Bowling for a really long time. Yeah. Bowling for money. Yeah. Well, you know, it's in the two versions of Breath of the Wild. I, the only way I can think to describe the Wii U versus the Switch version is like paper thin Grand Canyon. You know, because it's like it's basically the same game. The graphics are a little better in docked mode, you know, but then you go, you know, the wife says, let's go get ice cream. You know, mm-hmm. Wii U, you have to put it down. The switch you call shotgun and you keep yeah. going. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's yeah, that I don't was... know. I, I can't say too much about that without veering into a subject, a discussion about the switch itself rather than the game, you know, but yeah. that's just the that's what makes it so special. And. Yeah, okay, Breath of the Wild does does basically nothing for showing what the Switch hardware is capable of because no. it tends to get called just a Wii U, portable Wii U, and mm-hmm. it's more than it's less than an Xbox. I I get that, but it's mm-hmm. more than a Wii U. It's somewhere in so I estimate it to be about 50-60% between the two, uh, probably a little closer to the Xbox. But okay, so Breath of the Wild doesn't show that. But you know, so what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the it's a great game. Oh, it you doesn't know? need it, to. It, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just said I, I just I don't think I didn't think it necessarily needed to. You know, just because the way just how playable it is. All like, the little tricks too, yeah. like uh, you know, like how the grass loads as you get close to it. Like you don't even notice that, but that's like those are the little tricks they use to kind of like make it look nicer than they could just straight up with the hardware. And there's not thankfully there's not a whole lot of pop in like when you like jump out and you go really high with the. Ravalli's Gale or like the um, the sail what the sackcloth or whatever that you have, it's you know it's like a lot of big world games, older big big world games. You would be you would see stuff like pop in like when you come out, you see like buildings pop in when you get close to them, especially like Grand Theft Auto or like the old Spider Man games stuff like that. You don't see stuff like that, 
you know. Not as much, right? Not, I mean, not some like not as aspect. noticeable where it like pops in. Like some little of the textures might might like be not as detailed until you get close to it, but it's not really noticeable. I didn't think. Right, it's more of a texture pop in rather than an object pop in. Yeah, but it never really, it never really bothered me. I mean, it, me it was, was very noticeable. And I played, a, I played both versions. Like I was gonna say, I was the guy that was determined to get the Wii U version. So I played, so my 150 hours that I put was in the Wii U version. So I played that one just because you know it was always a Wii U version for me. I mean, the game was always a Wii U game, you know, until it wasn't. So I was just, I was always waiting for it on Wii U. So I was like, I have to get it on Wii U. So I got it on Wii U. But then, but then, like, like you're saying, exactly, like that playthrough basically ended whenever I had to go somewhere else. You know, the Wii U couldn't come. I mean, I, if I was going to somebody's house, it could, but you know, it wasn't the portability. I did really miss because that is basically the whole selling point of the Switch. Is basically like, you know, it can be you can play it anywhere. You know, it just pops right out and you're good. You know, right? And you know, and Zelda, Breath of the Wild uh, for on that subject also has a very powerful sentimental value for me. Uh, the Switch is the only system I ever waited in line for. It was blustery, 20, sub-20 degree weather and out, out front of a West Des Moines Best Buy. And uh, the reason I waited for it is because the following Monday, my wife had a great big surgery. Everything went perfect. Don't worry about that, but everything went mm. perfect. But, um, but you know, I was holed up for a week. I was in the hospital for several days, and then I was at home oh, okay. for several days. Yeah. And this thing saw me through that. You know, yeah. Zelda saw me through that. And it'll always have that connection for me. Yeah. You know, and... Nostalgia is is a one man thing. It's not something that you can share with another person. But I mean, it's so powerful for me with Breath of the Wild that even if even if objectively I thought Mario was as good a game, I don't think I could choose it over Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your wife had the surgery and all that. I'm glad it went well. But I mean, I could understand that oh, yeah. being like a lifesaver from probably how much time you had to spend at the hospital and all that, and just when you can, you just need a moment. You can just just kind of lose yourself in Zelda. You know, and it's, mm -hmm. I'm sure it was really great to have that there, you know. And did you, had you not uh, pre-ordered it or you had to, were you just in line? Like you weren't sure whether you were going to get one or not, like when you were standing in line? Um, I failed to pre-order. I failed to successfully pre-order it. I was checking Best Buy every single day. Okay. Yeah, we managed to get, we managed to get a midnight one. But I know, uh, well, John is like, uh, LA John is like the is like the king of pre-order. He, I don't know if you heard, if we mentioned it on the I think we mentioned the episode before, but John waited like three days for the Wii when that when that thing came yeah. out. So uh, he he camped out in front of Best Buy for three days straight. So <laughs> definitely yeah, definitely knows the knows the struggle of that. And when I went to go get mine at Best Buy in uh, Chicago Land, there were a lot of people outside and and blankets and all that. But what was really cool was that I think that everybody got one. I don't think there was anybody who didn't get one in the line. So that was a good good thing for Nintendo because I've seen many lines. And, you know, unhappily, or people not getting what they're waiting in line for, myself included, for like amiibo craze and stuff like that, where it's like we waited for a long time, we don't end up not even getting anything. It's like I feel like everybody who was there got a we got a got a switch and there there were ones left when when we all left. So it's like good good on you, Nintendo. Like I'm glad that and that seems to be kinda of what they were doing this year. Like a lot more Super Nintendo classics. I'm sorry that you didn't get one, DM John. But I guess a lot of there were more of them out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you're right. They've done. I think they've done a better job this time. And you just keep restocking the supply and stuff. You know. Um, yeah, I think they've learned a lesson a little bit from the NES classics. Still not perfect. I mean, there's still more demand than supply. But mm, yeah, but I mean, at least, at least I mean, it's it seemed like they handled it better. But yeah. my, I mean, I don't know what's if you're like I said, I don't know if your switch 
experience was the same, but was there anybody in the line with you that didn't get one that ended up getting one that you know? Of? So, well, to the be- okay, to the best of my knowledge, no one got turned away, but it was one of those deals where it was a really small line until right before go time. And then all of a sudden sure, it just yeah. ballooned and yeah. it was, I call it one of the worst experiences of my life. And I call it one of the best. Cause it was, you know, I was wearing like seven layers under three blankets and still shivering. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. it was just such a terrible night. Mm-hmm. But the camaraderie in that group. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You've, you've got these perfect strangers who are marooned on the same island that you are. Yeah. And but you for the next, love Nintendo. You go back to be, yeah. yeah, you go back to being strangers when it's over. But during that brief exile, you guys are like all you have in the world for each other, you know, and telling war stories of what's coming, you know, what you're going to do when you get your Switch. And I mean, I brought a backpack full of portable systems. I had a Vita. Actually, I got, call me way late to the party. I got my first ever GBA Mm. 30 hours before I got the Switch. So, you know, that saw me through the hospital too. But I mean, I was playing Shovel Knight on the Vita and I just left it sit on the lawn chair right out in front of, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. out front of this Best Buy. And I wasn't worried because all these people were watching it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. So just a really wonderful experience. I had a, I, it was after the release of the Wii, but I did stand in line for one, like after it was released. I think I heard a John's old roommate, Otis, worked at Best Buy, and I think I heard there were extra ones. And it was like a, I think it was the next shipment after when you got yours at the very beginning, or it was like the one after that. But I did wait in line for a while with some guys. And yeah, it was, it was great. They were all Nintendo fans. Like we all talked about games and stuff and, you know. Yeah. It's all up, part of the fun. Yeah. That's in part how I ended up getting four Super Nintendo classics. It was just because, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, again, waited in line with the strangers, and we sort of became, even though we were competing for the same systems, right, we all, all decided to, like, band together and help out. And, you know, it was a matter of going from multiple stores and, hey, you stay over here, I'm going to go over here, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You help each other out, and then you go yeah. your very separate ways afterward. Yeah. But you're but, both, uh, but you're all happy. Always a good memory. You know, you're happy that you got the system and you're happy that you talked to another person that's like you. Um, right, right. Earlier today, I went, I called, uh, I called and got reservations for the hotel for the Midway Gaming Classic this mm-hmm. year. Just uh, speaking of that, which uh, you should go to if you can. Either of you should go to it. But uh, it's, it, it reminds me of that too, where you go to a big convention, you meet a lot of other people who are big nerds like about games that you are too. And you, all of a sudden you're talking to a stranger about, you know, these games that you spent so much time with and that you love so much. And all of a sudden you're just close, even though you don't really know each other, you know, it's, it's cool. It's sure. a cool experience. Yeah. It makes it really easy to it's talk ama- to people. It's amazing what a hobby can do. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it really easy to talk to people and stuff like that, especially because a lot of us might be kind of shy about that sort of thing. But you start talking about like Star Fox or Zelda or something like that. It's uh, you have plenty to talk about. And all of a sudden it's not, you're not strangers. It's cool. It's, it's a cool experience. Yeah. I can still remember when I waited it was it was really about two and a half days for the week, but um, when I waited all that time for the week, uh, the people who were in line uh, with us in the front, they had a bunch of board games and everything. And they like laid out a blanket, and mm-hmm. we were playing playing board games, just hanging out, you know. Yeah, remember you guys again, were playing it was like just that one night, but uh, you know, I always remember that. I remember those people for that, just inviting me over to play apples to apples and a couple yeah. of the games and mm-hmm. having a good time. Yeah, I'll always remember getting my. Right. SNES Classic and someone hitting my car in the parking lot while I was in line. <laughs> yeah. And I was the last... I told the story on a previous podcast. Star Fox uh, 2. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was the last person in line that got an SNES Classic. So I was the... Uh, he was like the 26th person or something like that. They had like some arbitrary number. So there were literally people standing behind me just in case someone's like credit card didn't clear or whatever and they weren't able to get it. And I actually got called by the police... <laughs> 
while I was in line. <laughs> hey, your car got hit. You need to come out here and talk to us. And I'm like, the line was already moving at that point. And I was like, officer, is it okay if I just like purchase this really quick? And then I'll like come right out there. He's like, Mr. Mikowski, you need to come out here. Yeah, he was very much like, uh, you got to listen to me. I'm, I'm a cop. So yeah. I did, but uh, I ended up I ended up still getting it, but I'll never forget that one. Yeah, when I when someone literally like smashed Star Fox Two my door in. I don't if you yeah I I compared it to Star Fox Two because uh, you know it's basically in Star Fox Two you go into a battle on a planet and then like your your uh, giant ship starts getting fought and starts getting shot at in space so you have to leave and go protect <laughs> the ship and then come back to the planet so that's very much like what happened to him like his car was getting attacked and he's like oh god i got to leave the planet and go <laughs> go back to the ship yeah, the dirty looks back. i got when i came back in and was able to get the still get it like man people i thought i was going to get killed yeah for sure i i love uh, swapping stories about this but we should probably get probably get to the to our top tens and all that. Yeah, we don't. We probably don't need to talk about Odyssey yeah. a lot, other than just to say we love it. <laughs> yeah, Odyssey sucks and everything else. No, uh, yeah, no. Odyssey <laughs> had to be the number two. It's it's a crazy like the year in general was an insane year for Nintendo, and I'm I don't know what they're gonna do next year, like how they can outdo that. But I mean, you get Mario and Zelda in the same year, like plus like a Splatoon, plus Splatoon two, and like a new IP with arms and all that. Like these guys are on fire this year. It's, this year, this year they're gonna have two Mario's and two Zeldas. Yep. In 2018. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, but they're going to rush them, so they're going to feel like the CDI Zelda games. Oh, oh no. thank you. No. <laughs> hey, that. as long as it's portable, you know? You know, that's my CDI Zelda is my guilty pleasure. They're horrible, horrible, horrible. Everyone, I think, should have one or two games that are like objectively garbage that they just love anyway. Yeah. And mine are the CDI Zelda games. I definitely have some of those. So have you played it on a proper CDI system, or did you emulate it? I own them on a proper CDI system. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to say, you have one, right? Those are pricey. Dang, Uh, that's impressive. Well, back in the early 20s, when I, when, you know, when I was in my early 20s, and or back in the early 2000s, when I was in my early 20s, (laughs) and I had more, quote-unquote, dollars than cents, and retro gaming was cheap, I went back and bought a ton of the systems that I'd wanted as a kid, you know, but couldn't have. So I have weird stuff like the CDI and the 3DO and the Neo Geo and Jaguar and and television and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Neo Geos were like 600 when they came out, right? You probably got they're outrageous, yeah. Yeah, that's... Are they back up to six hundred. I don't know what they are now, but <laughs> when I uh, when I bought them, it was like two thousand five, and I paid five hundred dollars for a Neo Geo AES, a Neo Geo CD, two games each, two controllers, all the hookups, and then shipping from Japan. Hmm. So yeah, that's cool. Nice. Was it? I mean, was the shipping a lot? I'm sure it was. Wasn't cheap. Overseas. I don't remember, but I'm yeah. sure it was a portion, a noteworthy portion of that figure. How much time have you put into Odyssey, DM John? I don't know. I don't really keep track of that. I um, what's your moon count? Show me your moons. Um, a few. Well, okay. I can tell you that I just arrived at uh, Bowser Kingdom, and I have a. I'm carrying a few extra moons over what I needed to get there. So, however long that takes for an ordinary person to do is how much time I've put into it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should probably talk. I was gonna say we should probably talk about Mario Odyssey for a bit before we get into the to our top ten. Aside from that, I mean, it's a great game yeah, for what it is. If but... you haven't beat the game yet, we gotta be careful. But yeah. Oh yeah! Don't spoil it. Not for me. Oh yeah, no, we won't. We won't talk about anything like that. It does get. It does open up a lot after you're done. That's all I'll say. After you, after yeah. you beat it, There's, don't like what I what I try to tell people because I have a friend that's playing it and like she won't. She like won't beat it. She's like, I want to do all this other stuff, and I'm like, 
it's okay. I'm like, it's okay for you to beat it because then you get a whole bunch of other stuff that you're not going to get until you beat it. So like, you should just go beat it, you know, and then, and then keep collecting stuff. Like she's one of those people that wants to collect everything before she beat it. And I'm like, well, there's more. So, so don't worry about that. So yeah, I'm saying like, yeah, don't yeah. like keep putting it off. Like if you're pretty close to doing it, just go ahead and do it, you know, because it doesn't really spoil anything for you, you know, to do it early. Sure. Cause the game is still completely playable after that. You know, there's still a lot of stuff to do. I mean, there's a lot more stuff to do. And I assume Bowser Kingdom is the final area of the campaign proper, right? The um, the Japanese castle place, like yeah. the pagoda. Well, I mean, do you? I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, you can <laughs> um, answer that question in the vaguest terms possible, and then we'll we'll move we'll move on. Yes, maybe, <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> wooden? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that with the. I can't say yes or no. So uh, okay, I'll sure. just I'll find out. I'll find yeah, out. You'll find out. Play some more. There's lots of fun. Mario stuff Odyssey gets a special award for being able to say yes. See, yeah, the, yeah. The Bill right. Cosby's line without you know Ugh. <laughs> without Bill Cosby being in the picture. Oh, yeah, Ugh. we just got dirty. <laughs> it's a special award. <laughs> yeah, Super Odyssey, super beautiful game. Um, a lot of ton, to, a lot of so much fun to play. Possession hats, all that stuff. I mean, it has to be number two. I mean, well, it is number two for all of us, so it's a. Uh, and yeah. with the switch, you can play it while you're going number two. This is true. You can, <laughs> and you can do it on whatever Odyssey you're on. Like, can well, you could do play. okay. You could do that with a Wii U as long as it's your own bathroom. But with a switch, if you you're close enough, yeah. Yep. If you're close enough to the system, you can. <laughs> Sometimes it can't go through certain doors for some reason. Yeah, um, that's our top two. So I guess we'll do we'll do our tens. I figured we'll just we'll alternate. Um, who wants to go first for the top ten? I can if no one else is going to volunteer. I mean, do you want to? Yeah, okay. Go for it. So am I just am I just going to read these rapid fire and then we're going to talk about them, or do you want to pause between games? Um, just uh, I don't know. Let's we can talk we can talk about each one if you want and why you. Okay. I don't think uh, I don't think I actually put mine in an order. So yeah, you don't I don't necessarily either. have to have them in an order. My thought was yeah that we would read them kind of quick. Maybe give a little like okay. sentence or two of each one, and then basically after we all tell our top tens, there's going to be common ones, and then we can kind of talk, talk about yeah, we have a lot of repeats. Why sounds good? Those are so <laughs> yeah, there will be okay, but then I'll rapid fire. Um, it, and I do have mine in order. In number ten, we have Skyrim. Okay, you're going nine, from we ha- you're going from that? bottom to top, right? Bottom to top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's kind of anticlimactic to go the other way. Um, number nine, Mario Kart eight. Number eight. Sonic Mania. Hmm. Number seven, Mario and Rabbids. Number six, Splatoon 2. Number five, Metopia on the 3DS. Hmm. Number four, Minecraft. Number three, Doom. Number two, Metroid, Samus Returns. Mm-hmm. And number one, Arms. Okay. Oh, and then I want to include an honorable mention. So this is like 11. This is, so sure. I, I have a list of 13, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, so the honorable mention is versus Super Mario Brothers. Okay, great. Nice, yeah. Uh, hard-ass game, but yeah, it's, uh, that was a nice little surprise at the end of the game. 
or at the end of the year. Did you buy it from a? Yeah. Did you? So you bought it? Did you buy it from the American shop or did you do the Japanese one for a day early? Oh no, no, I didn't even know about that. I just did the American shop. Okay, because I didn't know because I because there had not been a release date announced for the American shop, but there was for the Japanese shop. So I didn't know because it ended up coming out like the the right next day because the Japanese shop it came out on Thursday and then American shop it came out on Friday. So I ended up just like I ordered I ordered eShop points from PlayAsia. You can get you can get a digital card. You can get a digital eShop card and just automatically put your the number into the system and get the game like in a couple minutes. So that's what I did. And I bought off the Japanese eShop. It's it's all in English. There's no there's no Japanese on it. It's pretty much exactly the same. After the show, you'll have to walk me through that process because uh, that's oh, sure. definitely something yeah. I want to look into more. Well, I mean, I can say it. I can say it on the show now. It's yeah. I basically there's a playasia.com play asia dot com is where I went to, and you just look for Japanese eShop cards, and you would just you know you pay it buy it with your PayPal or or credit card or however you do it, and they basically email you the number on the card, and then you you have to like set like you basically have to go to like the Nintendo. I think you go to like the Nintendo website, right? And you start yourself a Japanese account on there. You'll have to have a special one. And it, it'll, it'll show up as an icon like on your Switch. And then whenever you want to be on that one, you'll log in on that one. And then you can go to the Japanese eShop and you can download like free demos and buy games and stuff like that. This is the first game I bought on the Japanese eShop. But when I got the system, I downloaded the like the demo of like Puyo Puyo Pop and uh, or the Puyo Tetris and like Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. And like you can get a bunch of like... What was it? Uh, Spelunky was one of them. Spelunky yeah, that, party uh, or whatever it is. Yeah, the, the Spelunker party. Yeah, you can get you can get a bunch of Japanese demos on there, like through the Japanese eShop. So cool! It, I will look into that. I wonder is there is there a way to do the European eShop? I don't think there's a lot of stuff on there that you can you do all of them. Get on the you others, can do but. you can do any of them. Yeah, the the thing the system's completely region free, so you can play games from any country. Yeah. Then you can also just yeah, you just have to start your you just have to start a Nintendo account from your for yourself and say that you're from whatever country that you want to go to that eShop under. Mm-hmm. And there was there were some things like I think uh, I think like um what was was it a Rayman Legends like came out earlier for the European eShop or something like that? So there are there were instances where there was stuff that you could get early on that compared to the, the Japanese only thing one. On, yeah, the only thing on the European shop that I know about that I really would want that we don't have now is uh, the arcade Double Dragon. Correct. Yeah, isn't that isn't that on the Japanese one too? I'm not. It I haven't looked, but I know that that's out. Yeah, and I was thinking about getting that one because it didn't. I figured I was hoping it would show up the day after like Mario Verse did, but it, it might didn't. Have to get that. Have you beat Have you beat Verse Super Mario's yet? Have you, are you Me? able no. to? Yeah, it's because it gets a because it gets a little more like Mario, like the original Mario too, right? Towards the end is what I heard. Like after level six, it does it gets a little bit more six, like the lost I, I levels. I haven't gotten through past six three myself. Yeah, I was doing a stream of it, and then I was like, I'm like, oh, humdy dum, I'm just gonna do it the same way that I've always done, you know? And the same, and the pipe for six is in the same spot where the pipe for eight was, and I'm like, all of a sudden I'm in six, and I'm like, wait, wait, it's dark. Like wait wait what happened? <laughs> you know I'm like I'm in a different level. You know it's yeah just I fell I... for that I fell for that too. Um, the problem I've had with it, and I don't think it's a problem with the controls per se. I think it's a problem with me. Um, but the way I always played Mario is I'd basically just keep my finger glued to the B button and then use mm-hmm. the other part of my finger to hit the A button. Sure. And that just works so terribly. Even on the Pro controller, that's really hard to do on the Switch. So oh because I've, I haven't made it past World Three. I know you can do the two fingers thing, and I do that, but it just yeah. I suck. <laughs> well, are you talking about because it's like B and A because they're like yeah. horizontal? Because you can yeah. ch- you can change that. You can change it to Y and B or X and A or both. Like that's mm-hmm. what I did. You can change it in the options. Just hit start, and you can you can map the buttons to whatever button you want it to be mapped to. If that's if maybe that's I'll change for you. it to L and R. 
You could if you wanted to. But that's yeah. that's what I did because I, you know, I I was more of I got into that whole like run jump thing more in the Super Nintendo time. So I'm used to like YB, like hold Y to run and hit B to jump. So that's kind of mm-hmm. how I mm-hmm. wanted for everything because that always worked better for me. That's the way it was on All Stars as well. They took those Mario World controls. Yeah. So that's what I. So the first thing I did was change that around in the options to make it easier to do. It doesn't make the game any easier though. It's still fucking hard. <laughs> well, maybe that'll help me get past like World Three. Yeah, I mean, it, no, it's definitely hard. Like, I don't think I got past World Three. Well, I got to six, and I got stuck on six. So I'm like, I should just go back to the beginning, and then I played through World One. I don't think I even got through World Two because I'm not really that great at Mario One. <laughs> I mean, I beat it a couple times, but definitely not the arcade version because I think it's a lot harder. But yeah, but it's definitely, sure. it's cool. It's very cool that it's on there. Well, that's, yeah. And that's why versus Mario made my list. Cause it's like, this is Mario, but it's not Mario. You know, um, it has all the look, feel, everything of the original Mario, but all of a sudden the levels are different and harder. So it's like, for me, it's like an alternate universe Mario. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can also like, um, I was saying, if you want to make it even harder, there's like a, there's sort of like dip switch options, you know, like in arcades where you can do different switches mm-hmm. and make a different stuff. Because there's a, in Chicago, there's a lot of arcade bars here. And like, there's a bar down the street called the Emporium and they have versus Super Mario Brothers there. So that was the first time I played it. And I remember Jeremy, well, I remember Jeremy was playing it and he got over a hundred coins and didn't get an extra life. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? And on this one, I got a hundred coins and I got an extra life. So I looked and there's like options. You can set it to like 200 coins for an extra life or like 300 coins for an extra life mm-hmm. or like you'll never get an extra life like stuff like that you know unless you put in more quarters right yeah so you can kind of like dip sw- dip switch it and i think that's what they did that there too so people weren't like on it a lot they made it to where you can't get extra lives or maybe it's like a 300 coin extra it's life also really hard like to that. play with a joystick well yeah that too well the yeah playing with the b and a on that with the jump is a whole nother thing but yeah it's crazy it's it's weird that it had such an unceremonious like uh, release too like nintendo didn't really i don't feel like they really said anything about it, it just kind of just showed up you know there's no like i mean sure there might have been something on their youtube i don't really watch it that much but there wasn't it was they, just kind of like hey, a lot more is. fanfare yeah. than they did they could have released yeah. it right before odyssey and been like in another mario game you've never played before yeah right odyssey comes out like it could have totally been a cross promotional thing and yeah, they never really do, like, never do stuff really like that, that though. though. I wish they would, though. I always wish they would be like, hey, I know you're excited to play this new game. Here's this old one. In the meantime, I always thought they should have done that with like Xenoblade and millions of other games Zelda. with Virtual Console and all that, but they never do. I thought that was the whole reason they came out with the serial was to promote Super Mario Versus. You know, yeah, right? right. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, it should say on there. Uh, get on the eShop and buy it now. So is there anything uh, Is there anything on your list that isn't on uh, other people's list? I know there's a couple things. I found it interesting that you put a that you put a Metopia on there. We actually had a the, my my girlfriend got that game. I got that game too, and uh, she ended up not liking it in the end. And I didn't and I didn't play it as long as she did. But uh, what is your? Uh, I almost well, I almost ranked it even higher than it was. Uh, first of all, I logged a lot of time into it. I oh, just it's definitely long. I I got into this phase where I was just keeping the the 3ds on me all the time, and anytime I had a minute, I'd crack open for Metopia. It's just so much fun to mm-hmm. to play with. Okay. Uh, you could. I love how you can use me's of you and yeah. loved well, ones, or you know, or me's of famous point. people, right? To a point, and, though. <laughs> and so, someone. There's so much comedic potential there. Like I made the Dark Lord Bob Ross, you know, mm. yeah. and yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, the, the Happy Trees guy. That's right. And and then you had this thing where you were rescuing Princess Mister T from Bob yeah. Ross, and there yeah. was he was caught in the love triangle between um, yeah. 
Kanye West and Mike Pence and, you know, Mike Pence ends up getting the girl and just the <laughs> chaos that ensues there, you know, and uh, it's just, it never ends, you know, um, it, it, it's just a gift that keeps on giving. And then when you throw in familiar faces there too, it's like, you know, it's not really that person, but you begin to make those connections with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the RPG elements are really light, you know, but that's, if you don't want a heavy handed RPG, that's almost perfect, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of more of that quirky, charming Warning fun, yeah. like the mom hid my game or the iron bread kind of thing. Sure. It's definitely quirky. I just, uh, I wish that there was a little bit more RPG to it because you only, you only really control yourself. Like everybody else is kind of automatic. And the only thing is like, if you make like characters that you really like, you lose them fairly quickly. Like they make you like keep doing, remaking me's and stuff like that. Well, I, I, do you want, I won't, I can't say anything because there are spoilers. <laughs> I mean, my girlfriend played it for like 60 plus hours and she never saw the original team back. Okay. Well, I think I can say this without ruining it for anyone. You you do eventually get to the point where you start getting those characters back and then you end up I, with a team of like 10 people and you have to pick four people every time you go venturing out. But it's okay, you know, because you can mix and match every time and oh, okay. keep changing it up. Well, maybe that'll maybe that'll get her to play to play more of it because uh, I know that she because uh, she was at the point where she was making like Bill Murray and like other characters because she ran out of people that she wanted to make. You know, not that it's bad to make Bill Murray, but, you know, she's running out of ideas because <laughs> all of her good ideas had gotten had abducted by the Dark Lord, whoever, you know. But there, I, I like that it kind of does the same thing that um that the Wii Sports Resort did, you know, where it would like where it would kind of like go on the internet and like randomly pull other people's me's that they made to like fill mm-hmm. in the fill in the towns that you go to. Because I remember one of the towns I went mm-hmm. to, there was a couple that was like there was a rabbit and and Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. So it's like okay, <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. It's like so what are those two doing together? Yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, or like Iron Man and 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 or like Bob Ross, or, you know, or some other weird thing in there as well. And I mean, it totally pulls it from the pulls it from the internet and kind of like populate populates it which is interesting but yeah, yeah for me it was the rpg part of it was a little too light i guess but then again i haven't played it all the way through so i mean knowing that you can get some of your characters like back that might be the incentive to return to it did you beat uh, let yeah. me ask you did you beat metroid uh, samus returns all the way through because that game was I, fucking I, hard i mean i love that I game did. but it's a uh, hard i mean i beat it recently a couple days ago and yeah those last two bosses are, are rough they were they were they were hard but fun. I mean, I enjoyed it in the end, but it took me a lot of times before I made it through. Right. No, uh, yeah, I beat that game, and I don't think I, I don't know if I can find anything negative to say about that game, really. You know, um, I guess I wish they had, okay, struggling to find something negative to say. I wish they had used more of the SR388 theme, and I wish it wasn't quite so atmospheric, something a little bit more melodic. Mm-hmm. You know, the, iconic metroid 2 music you know uh it makes an appearance but it's you don't hear it very much i I would like to have heard more of that i really think that's all i can say that's negative about that game it's just pretty much perfect yeah i wasn't a huge fan of the um of like the whatever you call it the uh, the move the slap move that you do the counter like it I, i had a hard time getting into that like just the timing of it and all that and towards the end, I didn't really use it, and and I, the only time I used it was on bosses, you know, because you kind of had to. Mm-hmm. So it took me a minute to get into that, like the timing for that. Like it's, it would seem to be the opposite of most Metroid games. For most Metroid games, uh, you kind of wait. They don't, you don't wait for them attack you. You just attack them and like keep moving faster. And it seemed to make it a little bit slower, I guess, at the beginning, you know, because you'd have to wait for the guys to come to you, and then you swat them out of the air and then attack them. I had an easier time with it. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, other than key moments and like boss battles and stuff you don't have to have to use it um but i found that it came in handy and i found yeah it i never i didn't always stick the landing on some of the things that flew through the air and shot right at you you know but for the most part i got along with it yeah i just felt like at the beginning when you were weaker it was you kind of had to 
kind of had to come back at them and all that. But but I did. I mean, in the end, in in its entirety, I, I did like the game. I don't think I don't think mine was as high on your list, but as I, I still definitely had it in there. I knew you played a little bit of it too, right, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, I that's probably that is the last 3ds game I bought and the first one I had bought in a really long time as well. And I didn't get, I mean, I played it for about three or four hours. I got, I did okay in it. I just, I got like, yeah, I was getting fed up with the melee stuff, unfortunately. Mm. I mean, I, I thought, I don't know. I liked the parts of Super Metroid where you just got to the point where you could just run through everything and you're just like super powerful and just blasting everything out of the sky. Well, you, 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 do, you do get to that point in this one too. It just takes do. a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, it just felt like I wasn't that curve wasn't happening quick enough for my preference. Because once you get once you get like the turbo the turbo shot or whatever, I felt like it got a lot easier as long as you could keep like your Aeon up and all that, so you can kind of blow through mm-hmm. guys, and mm-hmm. then you don't really have to do the counter anymore. Because like I said, after once I got that and got enough Aeon, I just stopped doing the counter, except for bosses, because it'll make it a lot easier for your main guys. Is there uh, is there anything is there anything you want to? I'm sure there's something you want to comment on the list, right? on any particular games? Well, I mean, there's something I could probably say about all of them, but I I don't want to take up too much time. Um, Sonic Mania. It was... How many years has it been since a good quality 2D Sonic game? Because, yeah. you know, I've always thought the, the 2D Sonic games, the 16-bit Sonic games were gold. Mm-hmm. But then after that, they really kind of went in the garbage. You know, I kind of liked the original Sonic Adventure, but I haven't really liked a Sonic game since, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and they tried a couple times Sonic 4, Episode 1, Episode 2. It was yeah. They were okay. They weren't garbage, but they weren't great either. The Game Boy you Advance know, so ones Sonic, were decent. Hmm? The Game Boy Advance ones were decent. The Sonic Advance. Those were oh, 2D okay, ones. Yeah. Those were good. Yeah, those were pretty good. Yeah, I actually managed to miss those. I'll be looking into those now that, you could that probably I have get GBA. It. You could probably get it from pretty They're cheap. They're really cheap. I, have the, I bought the first one for like five bucks, I think. But, okay. but yeah, no, I think, uh, I was going to say, I think Sonic Mania is probably on a couple of our lists. I thought it would be on L.A. John's list, maybe. Oh yeah, it is. It yeah, because yeah, that game was super cool. I even have a, I have the soundtrack on record. I bought, I bought the vinyl of it. So I was, uh, so much. I was into that game. It was, uh, yeah, they definitely. It was. They Sega finally gave the controls away to, uh, to one of the fans instead of their own stuff. You know, which was good. You know, because it wasn't because because if it was them, we would have gotten like Sonic Forces. You know, which all I played <laughs> was the demo of that, but I heard it's not good. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, Christian Whitehead does some really great job or really great work on his other stuff too. Is that the guy who did uh, Sonic um, Mania? Yeah, well, he I mean other people, but he was the guy that headlined it. Um he first came on my radar when he did like the uh Xbox 360 and PS3 port of Sonic CD, which was just like perfect. Oh, nice. Yeah, that game's Sonic CD CD is probably my favorite 2D Sonic other than Sonic Mania. So Yeah, I agree. Cool. I agree. Yeah, it's very good. I did a right before Sonic Mania came out, I did we did like a video Jeremy and I did like a group, a bunch of Sonic videos. I did like seven days of Sonic and, uh, I played, I, you know, I played like Sonic one, two, and three and, uh, Sonic Adventure 2 and like Sonic Heroes and Sonic R and like a bunch of other shit. And uh, mm-hmm. Sonic CD was my favorite coming out of that. <laughs> it, was, it was the one that I enjoyed playing the most. And I like Sonic 1. You know, I just, I never really had a Genesis for that long. And those games aren't necessarily, I mean, they're hard, you know, and <laughs> they're not the easiest games in the world. So especially when you're playing without like save states or anything like that, it's really easy to get a game over, especially in Sonic 1. I mean, if you don't collect continues, which I found out how to do later, you know, it's a whole other complexity yeah. to it. I Sonic agree with all that. The game. Sonic, Sonic 2 was always the game for me. Uh, it was the first one that I had. But my point about Sonic CD is that I like the game. I think the level design gets to be very convoluted and confusing at times. Like, I don't know where I'm going sometimes. And then all of a sudden you're running and then you're 
it flashes and you're in the past for some reason. Mm. And uh, it just kind of goes all over the place. But I do like the game. Well, it's only when you have that, there's like that sparkle on you when you're running that you'll try, that you'll like time travel. Time travel. That's basically, yeah. you, you kind of have to figure out. Because the first time I played it, I kind of felt like that too. But you have to kind of figure out. Or you can just stop when that happens and then you won't time travel, you know. But sometimes you need to. Mm. I felt like there was... I, I like Sonic Mania, too. I did get a little bit of that feeling in some of the levels where I just felt like I was getting bounced around all over the place. And I would, really would have appreciated more of a, a little bit more of a linear level. It's like I felt like I know I knew what I was doing or where I was going. But overall, yes, yeah, I think they nailed it on the head with Sonic Mania. One, uh, yeah. one, one uh, negative thing that I would say about Sonic Mania, and this is like kind of more of a praise than a, than a critique, but I really wish that the whole game was original. And then it didn't pull games for, uh, levels from the original Sonic games. That's what I yeah. think. Because the original levels were so good that I kind of wish they... And I, I mean, it's cool to like call back on original levels, but I felt like they just kind of just should have done their whole the whole new thing in the style. You know, you don't necessarily need to have full games that were in the original game. You know what I mean? Or like full levels. Or maybe it could have been something where like, yeah, the, the game is you know, retread of the old levels, but then you beat it, and then all of a sudden it opens up this whole new thing that you didn't even know about, and it's brand new levels after that, you know? Yeah. You have a little bit of the appreciation of the old levels and then all the new stuff after that. Well, and it's not exactly the old levels either, you know, because they, they, they expand on those levels, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like, a qu- I mean, it's like a quarter of the level is the old level, and then the two three quarters of levels new stuff that has made it bigger and more complex you know so well i was basically looking at those water levels like i uh i started i started a hashtag called water free sonic while i was doing my uh <laughs> my seven days of sonic and uh, i really feel like water has no place in sonic games and the mm-hmm. Hyd- hydro city i was stuck on for a very long time and they even put that dumb that same dumb boss from sonic 3 in there that was a water boss so i was yeah. kind of like Come on, guys. We don't need Sonic and we don't need water in Sonic unless he's just running on it. That's fine. But actually, being in it, I always kind of, <laughs> I always kind of hated those levels. But Sonic Mania has one of the best boss levels I've seen all year. Probably the best. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking That's, about. Well, yeah. The I mean, it's kind of spoilery, but it's pretty early in the game. I know all of us know know what he's saying. We all right? know it. The uh, if you don't want to know it, fast forward. Uh, 45 seconds. Yeah, two seconds. But, uh, Puyo Puyo. <laughs> yeah. Puyo Puyo. Dr. Yeah. Robotics Speed Beat Machine makes an appearance, and it's yeah. it's hilarious. I loved it. Have you guys all played all yeah. the way through the game, like to the end? I stalled out at Oil Ocean Zone against the giant octopus. That's where I oh, kicked okay. off. Yeah, I, I kind of burned out in Hydro, in Hydro City. And I'm I, in the metal, yeah, that's the metal one. The metal it's the one after Hydro City. Or like two after Hydro City, I think. I was just going to ask, do they ever do any sort of reference to Sonic Spinball? I kind of really wish that they would. That there was some so. sort of weird pinball. I was hoping so, but I didn't see it. I haven't made it to the end yet. So, Well, hopefully it's in there. I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. We'll have to have to check that out. And then Sonic 3D Blast, hopefully. And I'm glad that I'm also glad that you put Mario Plus Rabbits on your list because that one's on my list, too. That's, that's a fun game. You know, it, it's it's so. Well, I've never played any of the XCOM games. Everyone says it's XCOM with Mario and cute, right? And you know, not and as I like, not as brutally hard as XCOM. Well, not as XCOM. Much like Fire Emblem has has permadeath, and uh, and I love XCOM. XCOM One. I played it a lot on PS3. But it's one of those games that where like where that like you can kind of screw yourself. Like if you keep saving, like and you don't like have enough guys, like you'll get to the point where you can't go on anymore, and you have to start the whole game over again. That's what I don't. That, that's what I don't like about those games, like the turn based stuff, like Fire Emblem and uh, XCOM, is that if you don't. If you're not like, if you don't do every level a certain way, you can kind of fuck yourself over in the end, and you have to restart the whole thing. And uh, 
Mario plus Rabbids is not like that. Like it's actually a lighter way of doing it. Like where you can die and come out with one person and you won't lose those characters, you know? So that's kind of what I liked more about it. You know, was that it was a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter on the hardness. And I love both those games. Um, the fire emblem stuff and the XCOM is just, it's not as, it's not as hard as to get stuck in the middle. You know, I was, I, this is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. You know, I could, I could go back and grind a bit and come back and I was able to progress. Right. Well, as one who's, who's not familiar with, XCOM. Um, I love the mechanics of the game. It's there's there's a I, I love the strategy element, but the thing is just so cute. You know, it's beautiful graphics. I mean, some of the best graphics on the Switch and lush, gorgeous environments and cute characters. Good, bad, you know, good guy, bad guy, cute characters. It's mm. the rabbits are I get why some people would hate them, but I love them. They're adorable little bastards. You know what I mean? Yeah. I they're just, actually yeah. They're, yeah, they're fine in this. Sorry, go ahead finish what you're saying they remind me of the minions yeah i think uh i mean i thought they were incredibly annoying like in the early wii days you know when they had like the mini games and all that but okay i don't think they're i don't think they're that bad i don't think they're as bad in this game in uh, mario plus rabbits they're kind of just there you know it's not to point they don't think they scream as much <laughs> you know i mean they do kind <laughs> of but not to the point to where it drives me crazy mm-hmm. that's my mm-hmm. that's my thoughts on it but i started playing it you know i, I kind of i played it a lot when it came out and then i got kind of stuck in the second level so i took a break for a minute but i started playing it again and i've been playing it a lot and i'm like man this game's really good like i'm glad i returned to it you know because i wanted to cover all the games make sure and it ended up making my list cool for sure is there any i mean you can did you want to say more about the about anything else you had on your list? Well, okay, I'm going to hold myself to just two more. I'm a, I want to say something about Doom, and I want to say something about ARMS. Sure. Well, so, Doom. I had the... My first exposure to Doom was the PC version. And my PC is one that can run the game in 4K, Ultra Nightmare, at almost 50 frames, or almost 60 frames a second. So, you know, 55, 57 frames a second. Um, so, I already had the chance to experience this thing with the graphics at, like, max. You know, going to the Switch, I was really afraid of what I'd think of the visuals, you know, and they are really ported down, they're really scaled down from the PC, but I was amazed to find myself still enjoying them. You know, the graphics, they, they still look good to me. And, um, I don't really care about the Xbox or the PlayStation versions of the, uh, of the game because for multi-platform, there's no point to the PlayStation or the Xbox for me. You know, um, if I need more power than what the switch has, I'll just leapfrog them and go straight to the PC. And if I don't, and if the switch is capable enough to handle the game, then I want to have the ability to put it in my pocket and take it on the go with me, you know? Um, but, but I did receive the Xbox one as a, as a gift from my brother. So I had the ability to compare the switch and the Xbox. Now, on paper, they sound way different. You know, we're talking 720p, low or less, 30 frames a second on the Switch versus 1080. And they're both dynamic. They'll both scale up or scale down. But mm. 1080, maybe medium or just below medium setting at 60 frames on the Xbox. On paper, the Xbox sounds way better. But in my real-life experience doing direct side-by-side comparisons between them visually, I could hardly tell a difference. I mean, if I was looking at one texture... You know, one wall, I could see a difference. But in the thick of it, when you're running around shooting people and and glory killing everyone, Mm -hmm. you don't notice a difference, really. Or I didn't. And so I didn't find any deficit in the play. Now, when you're doing direct comparison, you can tell 60 frames versus 30 frames. But then you keep playing for three or four minutes, and that 30 frames a second feels normal all of a sudden. You know, it doesn't feel slow. It feels smooth. It feels good. So it's it's perfectly satisfactory experience coming from the pc going to the switch and i was able to play it in the car i was able to play it on break at work you know i just that kind of stuff that that just makes it so much more valuable than 
any of the other console versions and my gosh almost i'm i'm almost willing to say more than the pc version itself you know oh, yeah it's just a excellent port. Yeah, no, I mean, I I love I love Doom too. Um, I I have both versions. Like I have it, I bought it for PS4 and at first, mm-hmm. so I played it on that, and now I play it on the Switch version. So I have played both versions of them, and I I don't know why some people say it like looks bad on the Switch, and I don't really think it does. Like I mean, I think it looks fine. It doesn't really. I don't. You know, I'm not really much of a graphics person, so I was like, it doesn't. I don't really notice a difference. But I haven't played. I mean, it's been a minute since I played the PS4 one. I guess if I went from one directly to another. I'd be like, oh, whatever. But that game's more about the fun of the play of it. You know, like I said, like like you were saying, like glory kills and running around and shooting demons and all that stuff is where the fun is. You don't really, it's not like, oh, it needs to be whatever. And I don't really notice the difference between like 60 frames and 30 frames either. You know, it seems just as smooth as the other one. And like you said, it's portable. Like that's that's pretty much the word that one switched the year, you know, is portability, I think. Or anything else, yeah, you know, the it's Switch like, version performs a lot better on the car or on the subway than the PS4 or Xbox One versions do. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get a whole like TV to strap to yourself or something to make it work, right? <laughs> ba- battery right. pack in your backpack. Sure. <laughs> you said uh, what's what? What else do you have? Or what's you want to talk about? Another one too. Arms. Oh yeah, yeah, arms. That one's not on my list, but I feel like I just didn't play it enough. I mean, some people like love the fuck out of that game. I just uh. I don't know. I need to, I need to get back and try to do some of the online. Like our last guest that we had, Justin Vega, like he was like totally talking about arms and super excited about the new update and like the new whatever the last character, the doctor or something, the evil girl that's on there. Have you played it? Doctor Coil. Yeah. Coyle. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like her. I I um I really love Lola Pop though. She's I really love the clown. She just. Mm. Yeah, plays like butter. But Doctor Coil was a lot stiffer and you know I don't know harder to to really fall in love with i guess yeah what should tell me about arms like why did it make your list okay so uh where do i begin Jeez, uh the the graphics are amazing by switch standards you know i mean it looks more like an xbox game than a wii u game Mm. um you know it's 1080p the textures and lighting and stuff are all better than you would expect on a nintendo system it just it kind of i don't know between it and rabbits it kind of proves that there there's more here to the system than just a wii u in a in a small shell Mm -hmm. right Uh, there's more to it um but then i love love the the mechanics i love the you know you you throw your punch anticipating where your next person where the person's going to go next you know you you try to bull rush them you try to grab them you try to stay out of their way you know and it's just a it's a dance i mean you're, you're dancing with these with these people and you know ostensibly it's a boxing game but in reality it's really kind of more of a shooter game you know mm-hmm. um there's a quirkness or th- there's a quirkiness to it the characters are all clever I don't know everything about the game. It's it it really is a close third behind Mario and, and Zelda for me. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's a yeah. I mean, I like I like the design of it a lot. It was a like it was like I was talking about the in as a whole. You know the um, the Switch and Nintendo's year like just a, a new IP that's like a, a, a jigglier or a, what do you a springier version of a Punch Out? I guess sort of, but uh, as a multiplayer fighting game and all that it's uh it's cool i just wish i wish i would have got into it more have you been doing like the um what is it the splat fest i forget what they call it like the the global thing oh, that they man. do where it's like one guy versus um, another. what did you say yeah i missed it test I, punch. Test, well, well that, that was no, the test demo punch was before it came out you know oh, no. they soft released it with just a, one or two fighters and um there's another name for it but i know what you're talking about i missed it but i i, I fully intend to catch the next one yeah, I forget what it was. I I saw you also have Splatoon two on there, 
because that one that one didn't make my list. I do I do like that game. I just um, I felt like it was more Splatoon one, which isn't a bad thing at all. I still enjoyed playing it. It just didn't make my top ten list. Do you play Do you play that a lot but, as well? Well, I'll say that I, it probably would have ranked higher than it did if I spent more time with it. Um, when I first got it, I played the crap out of it. I was involved in the uh, Mayo versus Ketchup Splatfest. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, Mayo Team Mayo, Team Mayo. And we won. Yeah. Team Mayo. Yeah. Um, but I, I have I've kind of dropped off the map since. You know, I see I, I see and feel the real potential of this game. But like you, I haven't had a chance to really connect with it as deeply as I could have. So it probably would have ranked higher, but that's why it's so far down the list. Cool. to go next i can bust out yeah go ahead john uh, all right so i got super mario versus at number 10 okay i have snipper clips at number nine snipper clips octo dad deadliest catch (laughs) at number eight Hmm. Uh, mom hid my game coming in at uh number seven uh then i got pinball fx3 sonic mania super mario kart 8 deluxe oxen free doom and rocket league as my number one. Rocket League doesn't surprise me. Oh, sweet. It doesn't surprise me either. figured that you would put that on there because yeah. you say you play the shit out of it. Of course. It. Yeah. I love that game. I'm glad you put Doom. And there's just, a lot of Doom indies on your list. Yeah. Uh, basically, this is almost pretty much the just all the games that I've downloaded and, and played. So coming up with the top 10 for me wasn't really too hard because I think I maybe <laughs> downloaded 15. Because you have 12 games. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty happy with my list and... I think even though it's, they're almost all there by default, just because I don't have that many games, I think they're all worthy of the spot up there. Yeah, I forgot to mention, both of you guys have Mario Kart 8 on there. I mean, Mario Kart 8 is an excellent game. I just, I played the shit out of it on Wii U, so I didn't... I you, totally, yeah, I totally for, forgot about it. I have it. And Jeremy got it, too. I, mean, I think I'm the only one here that doesn't have it. But, I mean, it's an excellent game, and I, anybody who doesn't have it, doesn't have a Wii U or hasn't played it before, I totally recommend it, to. I just, I don't know, for me, I felt like I had played, I had gotten all the play out of it that I that I needed. And that's no no detriment to the game. It's just, you know, the game's great. I just, you know, I have it, I mostly played it at home and uh, on the Wii U, and I saw the Wii U here. I'm really hoping for yeah, Mario Kart 9 to be, and if that came out next year, that might be, make 2018 a crazy year. You know, I don't they think did it will. That would be cool. Did a full-on sequel. That'd be great. That looked just as beautiful. I mean, the graphics look great on that still, even. That would be cool, yeah. Uh, so just to talk about a few. I, I want to talk about Oxenfree, because, again, I love that game. I think that um, I'm not quite finished game. with it, but I, I, I think it's probably it, it's probably going to be my best narrative overall. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just love the the storytelling quality of that game and the fact that you can have all these different branching dialogue trees. And the dialogue is well delivered, well acted. You feel like you get to know these characters. Um, and as you're exploring the environments, to me, you're looking at these beautiful landscapes all the shots are wide like your characters are framed really really small but you're looking at the landscape mostly um you're moving around these landscapes with the eerie music and the cool visuals and all the while your characters are talking to each other i mean you're talking to each other throughout pretty much the whole game Mm -hmm. and i've never really never really seen that in a video game before where it's all filled with dialogue 
Mm-hmm. And it's all quality stuff, too. It's not, like, filler material. You feel like you're learning something about the characters and their relationships, whether they like each other or not. Um, yeah, so it's a very fascinating game to me. Again, five bucks, go get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I like that I have a deadline now. It's always good to know, like, when the sale's over. Yeah, so I know right. I have a certain time to get it. But I, I, I'm, I'm sure I will. It's just, like I said, I felt like I had a lot on my plate, like, for, for doing research for this episode. So I haven't, haven't bought any, mo- any more games. Sure. Yeah, that game mainly yeah. makes you care about the character. You actually care about the characters in it. You wouldn't think you would as much for this minimalistic mm-hmm. as it's laid out, but the dialogue is compelling. Mm-hmm. There's a, I mean, there's a couple games. Oh, let's talk about ones that are on there that aren't like on our lists. I guess sure. um, Octodad. <laughs> Octodad. Yeah, that's my entry for silly slash funny game. You know, it's a. I like those crazy, weird, quirky, yeah, kind of games. Katamari Damacy, all that kind of stuff. And Octodad just fit the bill. Made me laugh a couple times out loud. I enjoyed the wonky controls, and I thought the characters were well animated. And you know, knowing a bit of the story about how it was created, it also helped lend to me liking the game. It was created by a bunch of students. It was a student project, and I think they kickstarted it, and it just kind of became an actual game. So it's like you know, good for them. They made a good game, and Made oh, a name yeah. for themselves, and you know people know this character now, Octodad. So you kind of root for <laughs> Octodad, and you root for the people making it. He's, he's making a family. Octodad. He's a family name or a household name, whatever. Yeah. You'd know him. I just I just remember it being released for Wii U, and that's uh, where I have it. Yeah, and Jeremy got it for that, and then released again. But it still counts as a 2017 release. It came out this year for the Switch. Right. And you said you've bought multiple tables in the Pinball FX game. Yeah, I bought a couple of it. So I bought the Universal set. Yeah, that's uh, Back to the Future, ET. And Jaws. And then there's also my favorite of the bunch is a portal. I bought the portal pinball table. Yeah, you get Gladys talking at you and, you know, giving you sass talk and all that stuff. That's the only one I Um, bought. I I love Gladys. Yeah, adds a lot of character. And then there's the other character, uh, Wheatley. He talks to you too. And like, uh, you know, You'll be, you'll be pulling back the pin to launch the ball and a portal opens up and it's kind of like changing. You got to aim it. Or, or time it just right to so get it into the portal. There's creative stuff like that. Uh, there's like a second table that opens up. If you get a certain number of points, you shoot the ball to a certain spot. The middle of the table opens up, and it's like a mini pinball table, and the turrets are shooting at you and everything. Um, so, yeah, I love portal. I love pinball. It made sense to me. Nice. And then the Back to the Future one, I, I like it too, except for the character voices. I think they got uh, they got Marty right. Sounds like Marty. Doesn't sound like Doc, though. It's just a little bit distracting. Yeah, I just well, wish they would have got clips from the actual movie and would have played that. Yeah, that's a whole. I mean, most of those pinball games, like I played a lot of the Marvel ones and like the Star Wars ones, and they'd never sell and sound anything like the like the actors or the characters or whatever. It's a shame. Yeah, I that, just wish they would take clips from the movie. Yeah, you know, pay a little bit more and you know, give it what the fans give the fans what they want. Yeah, it, it's a shame that they that they don't have any of the Marvels or Star Wars ones on there. That was actually what really bummed me out because there's some really really good ones on there. The whole thing with like that pinball game is, uh, I bought a bunch of them for PS3, so, so it's like all of them are on that, and I didn't want to like rebuy okay. them for all the other. Well, systems. one thing that like I really like about the pinball FX3 is, to me, it's the first game that I've played that really sells me on the HD rumble because oh, you yeah. actually do feel like the that ball's moving sensation around when yeah. you're playing an actual pinball game you feel the rumble of the machine and you know it's very specific types of rumble like you can feel the ball moving this way and that way and then it's a different kind of rumble like if you hit, if you hit the bumper it feels different it makes you feel like you're holding a little pinball machine and I like that a lot wow do that's you, awesome do you play it in the vertical mode on your uh, try one always yeah yep 
Yeah, I still haven't I still haven't get done that yet just cuz I have Yeah, try it out in vertical mode. You can turn it, you know, portrait wise and press the minus button to to change the view. Mhm. Yeah. It actually gives you a couple different view options. So you can view it straight like top down. Mhm. Or you can view it at several different angles, which oh, is nice. nice. Yeah. Does it still do the thing where like it where you're playing it in a room that like has to do with the with whatever the game is? Like, yeah, if, if like you're if playing you... it in the wide view, it'll give you a little bit of a background uh, related to whatever whatever table you're on. Yeah, because I remember like I played the Spider Man pinball and like if you bring it back you see like Spider Man's suit like hung over a like hung over a chair like on the side and it's supposed to be like you're playing in his house, you know, like that type of thing. Just which right, is it fun. Does all that. Like I remember they yep. did that for different ones. So I'm sure I don't know what Back to the Future one would look like. Hopefully you're in like the year two thousand fifteen or something and that I don't remember. Cool thing about <laughs> like the Back, Back to the Future, Future one is there's a little bit of the story in there. Like the first thing you select the time you want to go to. So you go to you know, 1985, and then you have to go back in time to 1955. Yeah. And the whole atmosphere changes. There's different lighting and different voices oh, yeah, yeah. and everything. Then you have to, if you're playing Back to the Future 2, you have to go into the future and then back to the past to get the almanac and all that. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty pretty cool. I remember playing the Blade, like the Blade pinball in there, and it was kind of like that, where it would like change from like, they'd have like day and night. You know where it would the pinball would change up. Yeah, those those are pretty fun. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Is there any uh, is there anything else you wanna? What else did you have on there? Well, I guess I'll talk about. We already talked about a bunch of the ones that I wanted to talk about, but um, Rocket League. You know, again, my favorite game besides Mario and Zelda. Rocket yeah. League, definitely. I played Rocket League for the first time today in 2018, so it can't count for my game of the year because <laughs> I didn't play oh, but last year. You can year. put it in your 2018 list. Yeah, I mean, if I'm still playing it next year, I mean, I, I, I'm not very good at it, but I get it. Like Jeremy and I, we played like, you know, we played some like two two v two like online, but like local, like so we were doing that, and we got our asses beat by these last guys that can like really really play. <laughs> but I didn't figure uh, out, I didn't figure out how to like switch it to be only like switch users or you know I think it's still multi whatever I don't know I've I've played it little that I don't know everything about it yet but i i see the appeal of it i see how people like it yeah i just like that you can you know pick it up and play it you understand it immediately it's car soccer it's you can also learn all the tricks you can learn how to fly and flip and and juggle the ball all that cool stuff but the coolest thing to me about rocket league is that even if you're not that good you know even if you only touch the ball a couple times a match you still are having fun just because it's fun to drive the car Mm -hmm. whereas in say another online sports game if you don't get the ball or whatever all that often you might not be having that much fun mm-hmm. it's just fun to drive the car and flip around and chase after the ball yeah even if you hit it only a couple times yeah or like if it was an online fps thing and you're just getting killed like you're not really having that much fun right you know right <laughs> so yeah well i've definitely been wanting to get rocket league um i think i downloaded it for the pc and never played it but um That's it seems like the the charm is always taking it with you on the switch, you know, and, and I've heard that the graphics are still pretty good on the switch version, although they chose to favor frames. So they, they kick the graphics down further than they would have on another game to keep the frames perfect mm. so that you can stay competitive with other players on other platforms. What do you think of the graphics on it? I love it. I mean, I, don't, I haven't compared it to the other versions, but I think it's got a certain style all its own that makes you feel like you're participating in some big sports event that, you know, you might be watching on ESPN and actually I've heard it's, it really is actually pl- played on ESPN at sometimes. It's a big esport. Um, it's just yeah, it's a big esport, and it uh, the present the whole presentation graphics included. It just makes you feel like you're participating in something pretty big. And uh, as far as like you know frame rate and all that, I really don't think it's necessarily even about looking like 
it's not trying to look like the most realistic game, so it just doesn't really matter. You know, it looks to me like sort of styled after uh, San Francisco Rush. Like the cars kind of look that way, mm. at least the okay. Metroid car, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's all about the unrealism. So if it doesn't look that real, you know, fine, whatever. It's fun. Car soccer. Sure. Mm, yeah. Sure. Car soccer. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. That sums it up, doesn't or, it? Or sock car, right? Isn't sock that what car. it says on the game? Uh, sock car. Uh, yeah. Sock car. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say it's, it is on sale also. It's a uh, $15. I don't know for how long, but it's, it's knocked down totally. from 20 to 15. And I picked it up just because of, uh, I didn't know when it was going to go on sale again. So I was like, I might as well get it now. I, I might not play it right off the bat, but at least right. I'll know that I got They're it on coming sale. coming out with a, a deluxe version too. I think it's going to be 40 bucks. A physical release. Well, there's a lot. I don't of, know what all yeah. that entails, but well, I looked at. There's a lot of cars you can buy. Like I, I mean, there's a lot of add-ons. Like there's a Back to the Future add-on. There's like a mm-hmm. Fast and Furious add-on. Like there's a bunch of microtransactions sitting there, which you don't necessarily have to do. It's all cosmetic. But right. if you want to, if you want to have a specific type of car, and there are some cool-looking cars in there. So I was looking at. I was like, mm, but all of them, you know, you got to buy all of them. So, but you unlock you like unlock stuff too as you for play the it. Online match, get that Metroid car, and never pick any other car. Yeah, cheers. Is that how you get the Metroid car from winning That's online? How you get it. Yep. Okay, we won a TV a two v two, and I didn't get it. Maybe I need to do it. I think it's from stuff. winning your first online match. So oh. go online. And oh, we were online. Beat somebody. Were you? Yeah. I don't know, maybe I got it wrong, but I got it like within an hour of getting the game. Oh, okay. Maybe I just haven't seen. Maybe I haven't looked yet. I don't know because I the Mario one's automatically in there. I know that. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Definitely. I, I figured that would be your number one game just because you see so you play it more than anything else. But you know, it's one of those games that keeps. Uh, I mean, number one aside from the two big ones that we talked about earlier. Mm, right. Right. All right. What is there anything else that you want to say about your list? No. That's that's about it. I'm good. Okay. Reading underwater. Can let you go. Can let you go now. I'm gonna do I do my list, sure, and then uh, then we'll do Jeremy's list, and then then I won't have any games that are unique to me. <laughs> you don't think there'll be any games on your list that aren't on <laughs> well, my list? We'll see, we'll see. I mean, I know there's some games on my list that aren't on you guys' list. I mean, so far, I'm gonna start from you know what? I'm gonna start from the top just to just to be different here. We're gonna go. Or, these aren't actually necessarily in a particular order, aside from number one and probably number ten are in the right places. Everything else in the middle, I don't I don't really know. So uh, number one, aside from Mario and Zelda, is Doom, which we talked about earlier. DM, DM and, John, and I did uh, Doom. I absolutely love Doom. I played it before on PS4. I love it on Switch. It's a lot of fun to play. It's, you know, for people like me who didn't really get into, like, Halo or Halo 2, it's a good call back to, like, the old days, the olden days of PC Doom, of, like, 90s Doom, you know, and, and dial-up death matches and all that. Reminds me of that stuff. So even though there's jumping in it now, and Doom never had jumping, but I'll... I'll, I'll allow it for this game. But yeah, no, this game's a, a lot of fun <laughs> to play. And I hope that people start playing it online again because it was fun. I was talking to a guy, a friend of my girlfriend's at a, at the theater and he was playing Doom on, on Xbox and he's like, uh, he's like, I didn't do the multiplayer because nobody's on there. And I was like, oh, well, but it, everybody was on the Nintendo one. But I didn't know that they weren't today. But, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, well, people are still playing it over here, you know, because I guess a lot of people bypassed it because of the, 
I don't know. Probably because PlayStation Plus or because you had to pay extra or like maybe just nobody's playing it now. I don't know. But it is fun like when it's on there. All right. So everything else after that is kind of like sort of in there. Wonder Boy 3, uh, The Dragon's Trap is on there with the, uh, nice. the indie release. Just I put it on there just because, well, when I got it, I played it, pretty much played it constantly for like two days until I beat it. And the reason that it's on my list is because... I think this is, like, the perfect way to make, like, an old game, like, to remake an old game. Like, I love that there's the two different ways to play it, where you can do, like, the HD art style, or you can play with the pixels. You can change, like, the music, like, from, from like, the chiptunes to, like, something more orchestral and all that. I fucking, mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. Like, I thought this was, like, the best way to remake a game, and I felt like everybody should do this. And I played most of it the with, only... with Sorry, the original... No, I was saying I played most of it with the original, like, chip graphics, but because I, I like that, but it's, like... HD chip graphics, like HD, like master system stuff. And I was like, this looks beautiful. Like, I love, I love it. I love that game. Like, it's, even though I only played it a little bit because I pretty much played it until I beat it, you know, but I played it aggressively and all that. I just love the way they did it. And they are doing another one that looks like it's in, it's called like Monster Boy. It's heavily inspired by Wonder Boy, but it's a different, it's not a remake. It's like their own thing. So we'll see how that is. They're doing sort of a sequel to it. But what were you going to say? My one gripe uh, with, with the game is you can change the graphics on the fly with the push of a trigger button, yeah. but you can't do the same with the sound. You have to go into the menus to oh. do that. Well, I change, really would have loved you can. to have had you a the toggle for the sound. The, on the fly. You can. You have to click in the um, the analog t- the analog uh, sticks to change the sound oh. on the fly, but you can do Man, that. And I'm learning so much from this show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can you can do that. You have because uh, I thought that too that you had to do it in the menu, but no. If you like, it's either the left or the right one. But yeah, you click it in and it'll change. On the fly. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I think that was one of my first tweet. One of my first tweets from the Switch was a picture of like of the graphics, like half new graphics, half old graphics, and I said like I'm stuck between two worlds or something like that. I thought it was funny Mm -hmm. tweet, but it was like one of the first things I think I tweeted off the Switch when I first got it. You know, because I didn't have Zelda for it, so it was like. I was just kind of trying to grab what other ga- whatever game I could, you know, out of out of that. But uh, yeah, no, that game that game was great. Like I I really liked it a lot. I hope that the, I really hope they do more. Um, let's see, what else do I get? That's a that was three, right? Or that's two. So um, I have Metroid: Samus Returns. We talked about that. That one's on there, of course. Yeah. Uh, Golf Story. Nobody's mentioned that one yet, but that's a that's a fun. I know Jeremy will. It's definitely on my list. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a super fun game. Uh, you know, very heavily influenced by Mario Golf in a, but in one RPG fashion, that type of thing. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids was on there. I talked to that. I talked to you about that, John. Um, that, that's a super super fun game. I put Mario Party Top 100 on there on 3DS, which was probably the last 3DS game that I bought because uh, it's a it's it's a one cart play, and I'm a huge Mario Party fan. So it it felt like a gift to um to big fans, like a love letter to the guys who played Mario Party for years. So there's games in there from mm-hmm. all of the all ten of them, and. Uh, I play it. I play it with Jess. Like I play it with me and Jeremy. Played it last night. It's a. Uh, it's a lot of fun to play. Like you can attest. I really liked it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the longest I've played my 3ds in quite a while. Because <laughs> what for like an hour for Mario Party? Yeah, but it was great. <laughs> I was having a good time, and it's the way I always wanted portable Mario Party to be. Yeah. Without you know, like you said, there's no online. I say next thing we need is online. I but if there was Switch an online, online, if I could play, yeah, if I could play Mario Party online with my friends, and we could be talking and you know we don't have to be in the same room but we can still be joking and drinking and having a good time that would be perfect yeah it's fun it's a good game i like it it's a shame that there's only one board on it but the board's totally fun to play and i like some of the new aspects where you can like roll where you can all all you guys can go at the same time and they changed up the way the 
the way the multiplayer games go a little bit, but it's fun. It's a game I keep coming back to, so I felt like it had to be on my list because I played it I don't know how many times. You know, it's just a good one to go and have fun with, you know. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of those games. What else? I also had Ever Oasis on there for 3DS. I don't know if you played that game. That was done by the guy who did... Uh, was the guy who did Saga, the uh, Final Fantasy Legend games on Game Boy Advance, and Secret of Mana also. Uh, he did... Um, there was like a solo uh, original thing with Nintendo, and it was basically kind of like a mixture of like Animal Crossing and Legend of Zelda, which are like... Which is always what I wanted in a game. A game where I can... You know, do social aspects in town and or go out and go to a dungeon if I get tired of that, you know, and it had a nice balance of it. And it was a lot of fun to play. That's also on my list. Where am I at there? Is that five? I think so. So also I have Mummy, the Mummy Demastered, a way forward joint. It's another indie, which uh, is like probably the best way to, you know, it's like when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. It's the best way to make something great out of a terrible, terrible movie. Which I haven't seen, but <laughs> hope to never see ever. But uh, it's basically an excuse to let WayForward make a Castlevania game. It feels it's like the most Metroid, it's the most non-Metroid Metroid game on uh, on the Switch. It's like the most Metroid or Metvania thing on there, and I love it. There's monsters on it, like it's it's kind of like Contra meets uh, Metvania, I guess, because like you know you have guns, but you unlock new guns, and you know you get more hearts and stuff like that. The bosses are really fun. The music's really good on that one too. Check out the soundtrack for that. And the graphics, I think, great. Look great. Looks like a roided out Super Nintendo, pretty much. So Contra Metroidvania. Contraidvania. Have we just coined a new phrase <laughs> yeah. in the gaming industry? Yes, Contraidvania. I love it. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> the, I'll, Sounds I'll keep better than Metro. Make it a, make it a turn. Well, I, I never like Metroidvania yeah. because it's like, <laughs> why does Metroid have the whole thing and not? So I would call it Metvania, and I was trying to get that to catch on, but. I like Controidvania. <laughs> That'll be a... Controidvania. Controidvania, what I say for a Mummy, Mummy Demastered. It's, that one's on sale, too. I don't know for how much, because be I already got it. Yeah, right? <laughs> It'd be great. I like Controidvania Kazooie. Controidvania <laughs> Kazooie. <laughs> With Becky. <laughs> With Becky. <laughs> yeah, plus cats. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun game. It's a very fun game to play. And I like I like horror games. It's a... You know, if you, if you have that itch for feeling, playing like a Super Metroid-ish itch, game, it definitely has that. I read a review about it with some guy being like, these graphics suck, like in the comments. And it's like, other dude was like, uh, when did you not play any, any like Super Nintendo era games? Like, what what's wrong with the graphics here? <laughs> is it, is it probably he's probably born in 1998 or something. Yeah, uh -huh. probably. But yeah, that one that one was, I had a blast to play. It's it, That one's hard as hell, too, because uh, when you die, you turn into a, a zombie version of yourself and you have to go back and fight yourself to get all your weapons back. So they do their own like sort of Dark Souls thing in there to make it extra difficult. So you got to stay on your toes in that game. But in the end, I thought it was a lot of fun to play. You just like, you got you to gotta be serious. No fucking around. Because you might actually die and have to come back and fight the zombie version of yourself. And if you die again, there'll be another version of you. So it may end up with there being like four zombie versions of yourself. You so they don't despawn if you die twice. You could, no, then there's so two you of can them. Ultimately, get all your stuff back if you set your mind to it. Yeah, I mean, if I you never... die a third time. Do you have to watch the entirety of the Mummy movie? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah, in slow motion, <laughs> they make it slower. And Tom Cruise uh, does a commentary for it. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and thankfully, Tom Cruise isn't in this game either. There's there's just a it was a Russell Crowe's like a sort of a navvy to you. He doesn't say listen. He just will tell you some things every once in a while. Be like here, go here. That's about all you see. Now I want Russell Crowe to play navvy in the Legend of Zelda movie. Perfect. <laughs> I want to. He should be on the no, Netflix no, no. show. Gilbert Godfrey is navvy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna try. I'm tempted to, but I'm not even gonna try to do his voice. 
So that's six, right? Sorry, my my list is completely out of order. Actually, I think I did eight. Yeah, because I did Golf Story and Doom and Metroid and Ever Oasis and Wonder Boy. Yeah, Marvelous Rabbits. So, okay, my last two I have is Sonic Mania, which we talked about before because that game's a lot of fun to play. And my number 10 is Star Fox 2 for the Super Nintendo Classic. I had to put it on there. It may not be the greatest game in the world, but I was so happy that I got to play an old Super Nintendo game new when it came out. And that just, you know, blew my mind because I love the Super Nintendo and I got to play a new game of it now in 2017. I mean, what's cooler than that? It only took like 21 years from the time you thought you would (laughs) get to play it. Yeah, right. I didn't even know know it was a thing for that long. I just, I just kept checking GamePro magazine every month for the last twenty-one years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> even saying. those years when they weren't coming there. soon. Even GamePro, even though GamePro has probably been gone for the past like five years. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my list. Um, I really wanted Xenoblade Chronicles to be on there and Xenoblade Chronicles too, but I feel like I haven't played enough of it. Like I've put mm-hmm. like I don't know maybe twenty hours into it, and I feel like I barely cracked the surface. And it coming out so so close to the end of the year, I didn't feel like I had enough time to give it a chance for my top ten. That was the one that kind of like was on the verge of being in there for me. And I love I love the art style. I just haven't fully gotten into the battle system yet because I kind of got stuck on a couple on a boss. So that's where that one is for me. But that's my list. That's what that game is. Yeah, I mean, I I I like it. I mean, you get get to a certain point and you realize, oh, I have to grind or I have to yeah, I have to actually figure out what I'm doing is usually more the case, but grinding helps. Yeah. Yeah. Fairly. It's one of those things where it's like, if you don't know the battle system, well, you're going to get fucked. <laughs> yeah. So I had to step out for an unscheduled bio break. So I missed like your last two or three games on the list. Which ones were they? Oh, okay. Um, I was surprised you didn't say anything about that last one. <laughs> no, uh, my, <laughs> that'd be why. My, no, my last two, my last two games were uh, Sonic Mania, which, which we talked about. And uh, Star Fox 2 okay. for the Super Nintendo Classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't I, – I hope I get a chance to play that. But it sounds like it sounds like a lot of that stuff got reused in Star Fox 64. So I think for a lot of us, it's going to be kind of like retroactively seeing the same thing. It's like, wow, I recognize this from the newer game. Oh, yeah. No, it totally – well, if you ever played Star Fox Command on the DS, it's most like that. Like that's the, okay. the way it works is most like that game. But the whole reason that it's on my list is just that I love the Super Nintendo, and it was really nice to have a new Super Nintendo, like, now. Like, 20 years later, after when it was supposed to come out. You know, and that's what, like, Super made me excited. It's like, oh, hey, I just bought a new new game for, like, my favorite system for, like, 20 from, like, 20 years ago. This is awesome. You know? That's why, that I, made, really cool. that's why yeah. I made my list. Not that it's necessarily a great game. It's just, like, that's so cool. It's so cool that, that, that this, we live in a world where that happens. Where you can buy a Super Nintendo release now from that was supposed to come right. out like 20 years ago. And it's not know? like, well, you know, Nintendo must have thought this will help us sell SNES classics, but they didn't. It didn't need to be on there to sell the SNES classic. It still would have been selling like hotcakes, but it just brought it up to a fever pitch of if you were on the fence about buying it, well, you were guess what? This is out, the only yeah. way you can buy this game. Yeah. You're buying an official release of Star Fox 2 from Nintendo if you get this console. Mm. Yeah. And it was a great goodwill move for the fans. Yeah. You know, like people who've been hearing about this game, you know, sort of in whispers in the wind, oh, there's a Star Fox too. And then they finally just did it. That was really unexpected. Uh, and I think everybody who's a true Nintendo fan thought, wow, that's really cool. And I, honestly, it pissed me off a little bit at first, but it just in did that it? way of like, God damn it, now I have to buy this thing. Now I have to start <laughs> stressing about whether or not I'm going to be able to get a hold of it and whether or not Nintendo's going to flub its release like they did so many other things. They played you like a fiddle. Oh, they played me like a fiddle. <laughs> and I knew it. And that's why I was mad. 
because yeah. I was like, I'm happy because I want it, but I'm mad because I want it. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that like you were mad because you think he'll never get it. Because that's kind of how we felt. Because this, this coming I off knew of, I would get it. Well, coming off of the NES Classic, I mean, we both got one, but at the same time, it was like, it was like I don't know. I knew like, I would we, get it. I didn't know the cost to it. myself personally or monetarily, but it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have to, you're up, Jeremy. All right, let's... Uh, let's I was uh, <laughs> actually I thought Trey had a lot more in common with his list than I did. I've got some I've got some stuff that's relatively unique on here. Yeah, I think we but all have something. New I, I I went ahead and did put it in order, and this order is not necessarily the uh, I don't know. I just kind of threw this order on here. But uh, for number ten, I put Mom hid my game. Uh, nine Rocket League. I thought about putting Rocket League a little higher, but I think that's one of those cases where I just. I need to put some more time into it, and quite frankly, I want to get better at it. Um, right now, I think that if I my ability improved, I would enjoy the game more. Oxen Free for number eight. I'm with John that I think that's just a fantastic narrative, and you know, I, I Trey and I were joking about Metal Gear Solid a little bit today, and all the like cutscenes and all the dialogue in it, and uh, this integrates the cutscenes naturally until you know you're moving from one place to the other, and you're having a conversation between the locations, and it's not yeah, the dialogue's not like taking it out of you or making you be like oh god, I want like listen to a podcast while I play this game or something. Uh-huh. Like the dialogue's important. I mean, it's the best part of the game by far, like uh-huh. because you, you need it. And uh it's not just the characters, but you know, without spoiling anything, it's all the other audio stuff that happens within the game because the game's kind of based around like the whole mechanic of the game is based around this radio. And you find that out at the very beginning of the game, so I'm not spoiling it for you, but uh-huh. just all the different weird stuff that you end up doing with the radio and the stuff you hear on it and all those staticky ambient sounds are just fantastic. Right. And the music is great in this game. It reminded me. It is. Um, you know, like I was watching Stranger Things recently. It was like sort of a similar kind of music to that. Um, but it's catchy. Like I, I would probably put this on and just leave it on like as ambient music throughout my day. It's like very interesting and moody and yeah, definitely brings you into the game. I love the music. I think it's notable. Oh yeah. Music's fantastic. Um, and also, just kind of an aside, but I didn't realize this. I didn't know it was the guy who wrote the music for Minecraft that did the theme for Stranger Things. Oh, really? Well, what, what, am I correct in that? I think so. I mean, I read that. I song. don't know. C one four. I was going to say DM is. John. You probably know. Oh, oh, wait, wait. No, no. He's right. He's right. That is that is the Minecraft guy. He did Stranger Things. Yeah, he did the. I'm pretty sure he did the theme for Stranger Things. Now, this might be an internet okay. speculation kind of thing, and I would want to look it up, but. Maybe Trey could look at that while I continue with my list. Go for it. Um, so after, let's say, what did I say? Oxenfree was my eight. Seven, Sonic Mania. I love it. I never finished it. I got to, it's like the Metal Zone or Metallic Zone or something like that. It's a couple levels mm-hmm. past the Hydro City where I was stuck, much like Trey, for a long time. But I think it's great. It's it, At the time, it was the only like side-scrolling platformer that I really had liked so far on the Switch. And it just looked great. And, and it was an excuse to, I ended up buying a Sega Genesis this year. Which I didn't include in the console. I got even more consoles than I mentioned. I, I bought a Sega Genesis for my coworker. She had taken immaculate care of it, and it was like super clean, and it came with all these Sonic games. And it was just like an excuse to like play a bunch of Sonic and then play a new Sonic game on top of that. And I had a really good time with it. What's after Sonic Mania? Number six, I have Floor Kids, which we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, Floor Kids mm-hmm. is filling a, a void on the Switch that nothing else has for me yet yep. the, the music genre i've always for the moment i played a uh, bust a groove was the first music game i ever played back on the playstation one and the moment i played that and then eventually i did try out parappa and some other games but i knew that the music game genre was for me like i just freaking love it and like 
Floor Kids is no exception. Now, I don't think it's as, I don't feel like it's as regimented, and I don't know if I'm getting better at it necessarily, but I'm starting to learn like the subtle tricks of it. But it sort of kind of feels like if you hit the buttons in order, you're going to do okay. But um, I don't know. I like it. The music is fantastic. And I mean, that's, the music has to be good to a music gamer. It sucks, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, thank God the music's great, and the characters look great, the character design. Just everything about it, just the whole aesthetic of the game is wonderful. Uh, for number five, I did say Xenoblade. Uh, I'm not even as far into it as Trey is, but I, th- I thought I should throw it up there. It's a huge-ass RPG that came out this year in the midst of all this other great stuff, and and I know that I'm eventually going to sink more time into it. I still pop pop it in and play it, or, you know, load it up and play it. Yeah. Every week or two, I'll like play it for a couple minutes. Um, but i like it it's cool and do, do two it's spells so freaking deep the, the combat system and like just everything about it there's so much depth to it that i i feel a little overwhelmed sometimes but i still think it's a good game it, uh, it is i just i've just felt i felt overwhelmed by how many games we had for switch for four i said versus super mario brothers i got to six three that's as far as i've gotten in uh versus super mario brothers uh i played this game for the first time in 2012 like trey was saying at this the Emporium, and I was just, I don't know, there was just something about that time in my life where it came at the exact time. It's like, what the hell? This is, I've never played this version of Super Mario Brothers before. Like, how? I'm like in my 30s. How have I never played this before? And so, like, it just blew my mind. And the whole time I was playing it, all I could think was, God damn it, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this uh, joystick. Yeah. I wish I could play this with the control pad. <laughs> so the moment I found out it was coming out for the Switch, like, I was ecstatic about it. And I'm with Trey, like, why the hell wasn't there more fanfare about this game? And it's re- leading up to its release. But who yeah. cares? We have it, you know? It's now a Christmas gift it. to us, I guess. And uh, I did like Trey. I downloaded it on uh, the eShop, the Japanese eShop, and then it came out the day after. Yeah. On the US eShop. <laughs> so I ended up paying a little extra for it. I just didn't know. I didn't know when the... I was just excited. I was like, hey, guys, it's on the Japanese eShop. Get it. You know, get it now. But- I guess is. They don't want to have too much fanfare around it because they don't want to confuse people who think they're getting the original Super Mario Brothers. And then yeah. they start playing it, and then they say, "Oh, why is it so much harder? And why is it different?" Yeah, and why can't so you can go to negative see one? Why they're kind of like, "Hey, this is the just for the fans." The interface, just even to get into the game, is a little wonky too, and it's like the, whatever the the hamps the engine that hamsters built yeah. to run all well, these... the L and R for the for the uh, yeah. It's a little strange. Um, it also like I was doing something online. I was I was uploading a YouTube video, and whenever I do that on my particular internet connection at home, it kind of like slows everything else to a halt. That's using the internet, and I was noticing like I was trying to load up this game, and it wouldn't load up like it would freeze. Come to find out, it's trying to connect to the internet to do like leaderboards and stuff. So you actually have to like say no, I don't want to connect online. You have to like change that setting in order for it to boot right up. So after I did that, it booted right up, but. That was a little strange. I thought something was wrong with the game at first, especially since I had got it from the Japanese eShop. I'm like, what? Did, oh, crap. What did I do wrong here? But it works so now, so that's okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I could talk a lot about that. It's it's Super Mario Brothers 1, and it's a fresh take on it, and it's not the Lost Levels or whatever you want to call Super Mario Brothers 2 mm-hmm. Japanese version. Um, it has some common elements, but it's still its own thing completely. And I love it, and I'm so happy I have it, and I can play it with a D-pad, not a stupid-ass joystick. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, I had a, I had to originally put Wonder Boy, but then I completely forgot about Splatoon 2. I don't know how I forgot about Splatoon 2, because I sunk a lot of hours into that. I've played that. I put 40 or 50 hours into Splatoon 2. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Like, once you start playing it, it's really hard to stop, um, especially when I was trying to grind for levels at first. I just found myself just, like, wanting to play it all the time and like, in portable mode if someone was using the TV at my house or on the TV as much as possible. But and then 
I was on Team Mayo, and when Team Mayo won, I felt so special. Like I like yeah. I helped Team Mayo win, and like oh, I'm so happy. So many people like mayonnaise, like me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, Team Mayo. It went, and it felt it really felt like you were actually shooting ketchup and mayonnaise all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah which is kind yeah. of disgusting. That was wonderful, disgusting, but awesome at the same time. Yes, especially because when ketchup you, looks yes. like blood, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking that, but also like when it pulls back and shows like how much you covered of the area. And it's just all like ketchup and mayo, and you just think about how stinky that is, and how, how, pro- how probably like <laughs> how it's baking in the hot, yeah, how like sun. hot and gross it is, probably like yeah, and how you how your squids had to swim in that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish they would do more yeah. like liquid based versus. You know, we need like I, I was like, like they, olive oil and <laughs> I was gonna say they could do, spray. I was something. gonna say they could do Coke versus Pepsi, but it, like it's the same. I mean, you wouldn't. They'll both look brown. You know, they need they need like Crystal Pepsi versus uh, they could do like New Coke or something. Orange like that. juice versus apple juice or something. Yeah, it looked like urine and bile. Got it. Ponzu versus Gochujang. Oh, there we go. I don't know if they do that here, but if you you could jump on in the Japanese one and do it. You know, if you have both of them, go for that. But yeah, I, I mean, split. I like I like like I said, I like Splatoon two a lot. I just um, the only reason I didn't put it on there is just I thought it was too similar to one. Not that I not that I just like it. And this this is a game like, and we didn't mention it with Zelda, but this is one of those games where I got a chance to play it a little bit before the release. It was what like two or three weeks before the official release. Yeah, Trey we, and went, I went, to, to, we to, went to the one of the Nintendo events. So like the hype, the hype was real because you know I got to be at this like convention type thing where everybody was super excited about the Switch and like there was a huge line for Zelda and like all these props and like when you did get to play Zelda, like everybody that played Zelda had like someone that was assigned to watch them play and to kind of talk you through it and they like uh-huh. like kind of like make you feel like you were really great at the game if you did something good, you know they were like your little uh, motivational coach or whatever. So Zelda and same with Splatoon too, like both those games like were like the hype was even more real because I had had this special experience with them. And, you know, that's, that's personal nostalgia. Like, uh, like John was saying, like uh, it, 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 it belongs to me individually, but it's there in my heart. And every time I play either of those games, I think about that special little event I went to. Yeah. Did either of you right. guys make it through single player on Splatoon two? I'm still working I on haven't, that. No, which is weird. Cause, I haven't. Well, Splatoon one, I bought just for the single player because it kind of reminded me of a uh, Mario galaxy a little bit, you know, where you like go and do a thing and then you shoot off to another part and kind of like Mario galaxy mixed with like Super Mario sunshine. So original reason I got it was just to play the single player and I, and it went all the way through single player. And then I started doing the multiplayer stuff, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this works." Because I'm not really an online guy, but it worked for me on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your number one? Are you at number? I've one? got two more left, and okay. these two games came out like right around the same time. In fact, they might have come out the same week. But two, I, I put Golf Story. I was like, the moment I saw that at the on the indie direct, I was just like stoked about. It. I'm like, no way, and I'm like, you know this is great, but they're going to screw it up. It's not going to be good. But I just, in my heart, I was like, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be a great golf game. And like, and it, and then all the other games I've been playing were so fast paced. And I'd say like at times kind of stressful. It was nice to think about like this re- nice relaxing, slow paced game and it delivered. And not only was it nice and relaxing and slow paced, but it was hilarious. Like the main character is just like a total, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a wiener, like a douchebag. <laughs> like he sucks. Yeah. And like he's just like getting crapped all over, crapped on by like everybody, and he deserves it. And like at one point, like his ex wife shows up, and she's like, it takes half got of her his winnings. new her yeah. new boyfriend, and she's like telling him about how she's gonna get rid of all his stuff, so he has to like go home and break into his old house and get stuff out at one point. And like, yeah, I don't think I'm like spoiling too much because that's kind of early in the game, but like 
the guy's like life's kind of gone to crap and it's his own fault and then it's a golf game after that yeah <laughs> they just did a really good job with it and i thought it was awesome it's like watching like a an australian comedy i guess because it's very australian and it's uh, yeah it's the two guys are two guys who made it are australian right like because it was made by two people mm-hmm yeah, and it was very yeah, like people say, like mate and stuff like that. Like you could tell that it was. And for some reason, they're selling pies out of a truck. You're like, where? What kind of place sells pies? Oh, Australia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pies out of a truck. That always says Australia, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just somewhere that's not the U.S. I mean, yeah. we're not pies aren't a fast food staple here. Mm-hmm. But uh, number one, Stardew Valley. Drum roll. Oh yeah, here you go. Stardew Valley. I already said it. Yeah. Man, I spent a lot of fucking time on this game. Like. I think 70 or 80 hours at this point when last time I looked at it. And uh, I, I remember Trey had told me it came out and then he had purchased it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to wait a little while to buy it. And I ended up like changing my mind that night and be like, no, I'm going to buy it. And it's buy 15 it. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it and I must have played it for like eight hours straight Yeah. after I bought it, like immediately. And I'm like, oh God, this is good and bad. Like I'm actually kind of worried that I'm going to get too into this game. And for a little while there, I was playing it a lot. And uh, I went to... Uh, the Portland Retro Gaming Expo this past October. And uh, so I was traveling a lot and I just played that constantly and just couldn't stop like smiling about how it was portable. And it's a game that had been recommended to me by so many people when it had been on the PC. And, you know, it had been ported to so many other things at that point too. But I was like, I'm waiting for the Wii U version. At the point to the time, I was waiting for the Wii U version and then it eventually got switched over to the Switch. I'm like, I'm waiting for the Switch to play it. And I'm so glad I waited. And I ended up playing it, and now like my friend that had been recommending recommending it to me the most doesn't even know what I'm talking about half the time when I talk to him about the game. He's like, "Oh, I never got that far." I'm like, "Oh, you didn't do this, that, and the other." He's like, "Oh no, I I only put about ten hours in that game, but I thought it was great." So yeah, I genuinely got obsessed with it, and but the only game I put more time into on the system is Zelda. Yeah. So it has to be number one as far as any of that goes, and and I know it's a game that's a few years old. But for me, it was fresh and new, and and it felt very Nintendo. It felt like it belonged on a Nintendo console. And I've been told it's a lot like Harvest Moon. I haven't really played much of Harvest Moon. It is. But it's <laughs> the stream. It, I don't know. It seems like it's more streamlined to me, but maybe not. I think it is, but they took like, they kind of just took the parts that they liked about Harvest Moon from various games and put them into one game. It makes you care so about it seems like, like all the characters in town. It almost has like a Majora's Max sort of thing going on because they all kind of mm-hmm. tend to like have a schedule of where they're at at certain times of the day. And yeah, you find them at different places if you're trying to like complete tasks for them, and um, you actually you know know all the characters by name and how their relationships are with each other because they talk shit about each other or mm-hmm. whatever. And I ended up getting a girlfriend, and it was kind of shady how I did, but somebody asked me to give a gift to this girl he liked, and I gave it to her, and she thought it was from me. Mm-hmm. And she started yeah. liking me and I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. And he's like a few times in the game, like showed up and just been so crushed that she doesn't like him. <laughs> she likes me instead. And I'm just like, whatever. And he, and he hates you. Like, I almost felt that. bad. And I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, come on. It's just a video game. It's just a game, man. And now she's my wife, so yeah. you can't do anything about it. But yeah, Stardew <laughs> Valley for, for, for number one, you know, besides Mario and Zelda. Yeah. I mean, I might have, honestly, I might have put it above Odyssey if I were just going on pure, like, Playtime. Playtime and, yeah. like, I don't know, the versatility of the whole game. Because Odyssey is just another Mario game. Yeah, it's a great Mario game, but Stardew Valley was, not was like, something I hadn't really played before. And it scratched mm-hmm. a lot of itches that no other games, that I didn't even know I had, really, mm-hmm. that no other games had. So, number one. Really wanted to wanted to virtually garden. 
Oh, I love virtual gardening. I love virtual farming. It sucks because it's just a waste of time. But <laughs> Yeah, doing chores in the virtual world. Mm-hmm. It's not that much different than killing hours and hours and hours in Minecraft, building one structure and then going oh, off yeah. to another. And yeah. But there's it's also so cathartic, isn't it? I mean, it is. You know, in in the case of Minecraft, and I I'm sure this relates to Stardew Valley also. Just you're just you've got the thing in your hand, and you're just laying block, laying block, laying block, and uh-huh. but you have this kind of master strategy behind it. You know what you're doing. It's just so peaceful, and yeah. So what a great way to it's time well wasted is what it is. Uh-huh. Right, and you do have something to look at at the end of it all. You know, you've got the layout of how your whole farm's set up. And just like in Minecraft, you've got the structures to look at and be like, I made that. You know, you uh-huh. feel like a sense of pride and accomplishment. Yeah, accomplishment mm-hmm. in the virtual Which world. Which I did. I also did uh, get really into Minecraft for a really long time. So this game did kind of like feel like a 2D Minecraft in some regards. Uh-huh. I've heard that. I've heard that about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, def- it's definitely fun. I, uh, I came to it after playing... Um, the Game Boy Advance Harvest Moon, which I really, really like for a long time. So it was kind of, so I didn't get as into it as you did. But I mean, I, I understand it's, it's merits. I mean, it looks, it looks cool. I just, I'll have to play more of it. I, I think I was maybe kind of afraid because you played it for so long that I didn't want to get sucked in to the time warp of it. <laughs> so I did look up just as an aside, I did look up the Stranger Things. It seems like that the guy uh, from Minecraft did a remix of the song, but he didn't originally compose it. So oh, okay. I was wrong there. I'm glad I checked. I didn't know his name. It didn't. It didn't really seem like his style. It sounded more like a disaster piece yeah. uh, kind of mm. track. In fact, rumor has it, I thought this could all be wrong, but I thought I heard that disaster piece was actually initially approached to do Stranger Things and turned it down. Oh, I made I made a joke earlier that it was actually Tangerine Dream because uh, that that intro is totally Tangerine Dream inspired. Sure, it's basically uh yeah like all, I mean it's supposed to be like that the music from the eighties and seventies like that but right. Early 80s, yep. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, uh, Disaster Piece stuff is great, though, too. So, mm-hmm. I, so I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he makes very, they make very good stuff. They refer, the two composers are from the synth band Survive. But yeah, you said they, they were originally, it might have been a different composers they originally wanted to write the song. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's that's been our top tens. Where uh, this is probably it's probably gonna end up being. Do you the guys want to? Uh, do you guys want to do so? I thought it'd be fun, maybe all of us, each of us, to do like one wild prediction what's going to happen in. 2018 and then at the end of the year we'll be like hey this sure. did or did not come true sure uh, let's all do a prediction um uh well i mean earlier we- I, earlier i said that i predicted mario kart 9 for 2018 so i think i'll stick with that one for my for my 2018 prediction a mario kart sequel or we'll see some footage of it i mean i'm sure we'll definitely see footage of it maybe we'll see something of the new a new switch mario kart was my prediction i think that we're gonna f- we're going to hear about the new whatever the successor is to the 3DS this year. Oh, really? You I think, think there's going to be I a 4DS? I think we're going to hear about it. I don't know if we're going to hmm. see it or but we're going to we're going to find out what it is cuz I don't think that it's just going to go bye-bye. I don't think that it's going to merge with the Switch. I think it's going to be I think there's going to be another iteration of the, the just the pure handheld model. Hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of I like the idea of like uh, the Switch bringing like the handheld and console together into one machine for Nintendo. I don't know if I really like the idea of them be, being another like dedicated handheld. Well, I'm just saying. I think that I'm not saying that I they won't do hear it. about it this year. <laughs> I'm not saying that they won't do it, but I, I like the idea of it being like one one to rule them all or or some. I think if anything, there could fun. be continued support for the 3ds even beyond this year. Just because if you want to get your kid a system, you want to get them the $300 switch with that nice big 
breakable yeah. screen, or do you want to get them the little clamshell 3DS or or a 2DS for mm-hmm. like 70 bucks? That has like yeah thousands of games on it at this point that you can play. Right. Yeah, and you can get like catalog. The, you can get the Nerf foam uh, cover for it too. So if they drop it, it bounces. Right. Well, it's a wild prediction, but it's a prediction, and I'm, I'm, I'm standing by it. Yeah. <laughs> It I mean, I'm not saying it that is it a prediction. Happen. That's true. <laughs> I'm not saying that it won't happen. I'm just, I'm just kind of, I, I want them to stick with one thing. I, I'm hoping to see a, I, I'm hoping to see a Switch Mini or a, it's, it's what <laughs> I'm hoping for, a small, smaller Switch. I hope you're lying. That's, that's more, uh, that's more portable. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I mean, the possibilities are endless. You could do a Switch Mini, and then you could have like a, the dock we have right now doesn't bring any extra power, but bring a dock that has extra power, that has extra storage, you know, and yeah. then. It'll detect whether you have that super dock, and then it'll download the extra assets, <laughs> so you can have performance super that's dock. more in league with like the Pro or the One X. That's oh, a God. that's a far fetched that's a far fetched prediction, but sounds like a headache. <laughs> add all that it extra. Doesn't stuff. sound like something Nintendo would not do. What I well, what I thought about when we were talking about Star Fox Two and the SNES Mini, I was like, and you know, maybe this year the Game Boy Advance Mini comes out with Mother Three on it, right? Woo-hoo. That'll be our That's next a one. Good. I mean, we pre- we did predict the SNES Classic in, our, in last year's episode. Yeah, and when we've talked about them doing it, I really feel like they need to do like a Game Boy Mini that has a ton of Game Boy games on it. I think that would be awesome. But if they did a Game I Boy Advance, I get the one, feeling it'll be an N64 Mini. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, it would. That's what I the think, general consensus. I think is, it'd I either think. be a 64 Mini or a Game Boy Mini. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if it you had like a Game little Boy. Game Boy that was black, that was backlit, that played like original Game Boy games on it, and it and you could charge it? Like I thought that'd be great, like the same size of like the BitBoy thing that I have. You know, they're gonna throw us a curveball, and it's gonna be the GameCube Mini. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be crazy. It'll be the Virtual Boy Mini. It'll yeah, be the, like yeah, the exact yeah, same forget, thing. You have to sit it on the tabletop, but now it's only like three inches tall, even there way more. Go. The dock's the same size. Si- yeah, <laughs> the tripod's the same size, but the device is small. If it's a Virtual Boy yes. Mini, you should be able to actually strap it to your head instead of just no, leaning, leaning into it. That wouldn't be the way the original experience was, man. <laughs> yeah, right. This time they add another color. No, no. no. Uh, what a uh, John La and DM. Do you guys have sure. a? Uh, uh, my prediction is that we're finally going to get a great uh, Nintendo online service. I think it's going to be up to snuff, up to speed. It's going to have yeah, achievements we'll <laughs> and all the stuff, the standard things that we hmm. expect from an online service these days. I think people are going to be happy with it. That's my prediction. Okay. That's what I hope for. <laughs> I think we'll get an online mm-hmm. service. I don't know if it'll be a great one, but I think we'll get one. Well, these are no, wild even predictions. Well, you know, and it's supposed to be so much cheaper than the other ones that even if it's not up to par for as much cheaper as it is, it might still be, you know, something that we can be happy with. Yeah. Uh, $20 a year is a great price, so I have no problem with that. An amazing that. price. Yeah. So that's a, that's not, you know, that's great. I mean, that's – if it's I'm, – I'm hoping for those uh, original NES online, online games that they were talking about, you know, or like free version of – Netflix of NES. Balloon Fight or whatever, yeah. Well, they they said that they, that we were going to get some sort of free NES game with like one per month, like for the service and all that, and it'll have online capabilities. Like, wouldn't it be cool mm-hmm. if we get like ice hockey, but it's online? You can play it on your Switch. It'd be <laughs> fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my prediction is going to be that the gambit of Doom and L.A. Noir and Skyrim pays off, and we start to see a maybe not maybe flood is too strong a word, but a, a, a steady stream of major third-party titles mm-hmm. on the switch in 2018 yeah. that would be fantastic. actually i'm totally with yep. you on that too like i'm i'm pretty sure because i think doom did well enough and i'm sure that i, I i'm pretty sure skyrim did and uh ellen noir i'm sure did and I, I that's what i'm afraid of i mean i like seeing ports of other things like being portable now 
But I just don't want it to be all that. Like, I want it to still be original stuff as well. But I, I definitely see that in the pipeline for 2018. We're going to see a lot of, you know, because I think people have realized that they that there's money on the Switch. And they're like, yeah. like what, what do we have that what do we have that's already done that we can put on there? I would like to see some more stuff from Capcom. I know they're doing that 12-game Street Fighter thing, which looks fucking awesome. But, you know, they got a yeah. lot of shit. How about, some, uh, how about some Resident Evil stuff? Aside from Revelations, which is great, by the way. It almost made me list, but... There's yeah. a rumor that broke today that uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is going to be announced at the next Nintendo Direct. That wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, I either. heard that too. That wouldn't surprise you me. Heard that either. too. Yeah, and um, I would yeah. love that. I, I know you would definitely get that, LA John. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've never actually owned a Grand Theft Auto game like ever. The, five is pretty so. good. The only Grand Theft Auto game that I ever bought was Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars for Nintendo DS, which is a great game. Five is the only one I've really like sunk any time into it i liked it i beat it i think i actually the, played all the way through it i think the one i played the most was three on my roommate's playstation 2 and my roommate at the time was vice three. city uh just three the one before vice city okay vice city is the only one i ever put any real time into yeah i played that one too i mean he had both of them but i think i put the most time into three but yeah i mean it, but i never played like four or five of it i just i don't know i didn't really care that much about it I mean, I like driving cars and stuff. My favorite, like, open world games where you could drive cars was, like, the Lego ones. Like, Lego Lego Super Heroes 1, or Le- Lego Marvel Super Heroes 1 was, like, my favorite open world car stealing game. Because you could steal cars in that. And fly. Which is great. You should be able to fly and everything. But, uh... <laughs> Our, our, our episode's getting pretty long. This is probably our longest episode we ever have. So as much as I love talking to you guys, I think we got to like wrap it up here. But um, John uh, Wedgworth, thank you very, very much for being on our show. Like it was a, it was a pleasure having you on here. And um, it, yeah, it was. it was a blast. We'll definitely listen to more Nerd Noise Radio and I, you know, hopefully have you back in the future. Like it'd be cool if we could do like an all music one or something like that, you know, in the, yeah. in the vast future of 2018 and all that. But uh, once again, where can we find you? Let the, let the listeners know. Okay. Um, well, I'm available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, I have groups and pages on Facebook. I have a Twitter, Google+. Plus. Um, the names are not... I mean, they're pretty straightforward. Nerd Noise Radio, Nerd Noise Radio Easy Mode, Nerd Noise Radio Expert Mode, Nerd Noise Radio Network. You know, I'm really easy to find that way. Mm. Um, I'll repeat what I said at the beginning. If you're going to look for a podcast feed to subscribe to and you find Channel One or you find all channels... I strongly recommend all channels. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's where you can get all of them. And you won't have to deal with, like, what we were saying, what I was saying, when you're trying to get one and it gives you a download error and all that because it's not available. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, and we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And uh, you can catch us at NintendoMainPodcast.com, or you can just pretty much all those other things, too, like the, you were saying, uh, YouTube. I think some of it's on Stitcher at some point. I don't know. Uh, YouTube, uh, um, your podcast sellers, things, you know. If you Google it, you can find, just look up Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find it. We're somewhere. We're all over the place. We're all over the internet. But, uh, you know, if you like us, you can subscribe to us and, you know, rate us on iTunes. If you, if you use that, that'd always be fun to help us get more likes. You can email us at NintendoMainPodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, you know that's that's our episode. So play us out, John. Yeah, John Wedgworth. I uh, I'm right. just, uh I feel asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, see you next week. See you.